All right. Well, uh, we're back, and man, it's uh, well, we got a lot to go over, and we've got a cool guest. But we'll start off with uh, you know, kind of, kind of the happening happenings, and that would be uh. Lucas's bedroom, we'll say. You know, that's that's a good meme to to look up on Know Your Meme. It'll give you some uh give you some I think Lucas's bathtub would be more appropriate. Fair. Oh that's fair, great. that's fair. That's where the trimshine gets made. Oh, speaking of trimshine, fantastic account. You should follow it on Twitter. Oh, hey, yeah, there you go. I know a guy who knows a guy. Fair enough. But um but I'll on get that you note, some for cheap. We've uh some things have been revealed, uh, we, sh- we could say, over the past week, uh, revol- revolving around uh, this situation. What? Uh, I, I apologize to cut in, but, you know, I haven't replaced my battery and my headset in well, probably about you know, three months. Fair. Uh-huh. Turns so out the only, the only time I'm... Re- <laughs> so I died mid... mid, uh, mid- what were you saying there, Craig? You're like, speaking of... And then it oh, went dead. Uh, yeah, so we just started the show up um, proper, mm. yeah. the recording. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm. What perfect timing. That was mm. really good timing. Murphy's oh. Law. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, no, we're, uh, we're going over the, uh, the Keffels situation, as it were. Uh, that being that there's been uh, a little bit of background that's come out on that. So uh, I'll, I'll just... Uh, what... Is this? That's a good question. What indeed is this? So uh, we have. Oh, well, we have a tweet that will uh, clear all that shit up for you. Actually, you mm. should be able to see it in the uh, in the staff chat right now. That that is a perfect summary of uh, of what Keffels has contributed to society. Oh. So well, uh, I'll go ahead and read this out for you, uh, just to, to sum up for everybody. Uh, everyone should thank Keffels for putting the final nail on the coffin for the idea that trans people are oppressed by, quote, the system. Uh, Keffels wielded systemic power to attempt to sweep evidence of child grooming and pedophilia under the rug. That is, by critical theory, privilege. Yeah, simple as that. And uh, never mind that, uh, you know, this person's at the top of the uh, the racial pyramid of power. So, goodness. Oh, yeah. So, so... I again, I don't know anything about this Keffel situation. Oh, but uh, well, that's the right uh, after Kiwi Farms failed. Well, you're familiar with Kiwi Farms, right? Mm. At least passingly. It's like discount four chan. Yeah. Okay, good enough. So that being the case, um, Keffels has uh, decided that uh, now is the time to destroy this place. I mean, any time would have been good, and there's been uh, kind of an on and off, you know, working at that, well, because this place has evidence of uh, literal crimes committed by this person. So, you know, you often don't want the evidence to exist, shall we say, of your crimes. Especially so when... that's one uh, thing that the Kiwis do pretty well, is they document uh, weird people on the internet. Um, so you might remember someone called Carol the Wolf, uh, and I don't suggest anybody look that person up. No. Um, literal animal fucker kind of person. Uh, so yeah. those kind of people are the kind of people that Kiwi Farms people, the, the Kiwis, will go and, and just kind of... like they, And they have a non-interventionist kind of philosophy to them. So this idea that, that it was one of them that swatted Keffels, which kind of set everything off, and it wasn't a swatting... 
it was a police raid. Uh, and they took hard drives, cloned them, and hand them back kind of police raid. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so they, they and had a warrant. This is the point at which uh, Keppel said, yeah, this is the point there's a warrant. Right. They did it. They did a, a knock warrant and they were allowed inside. That was not waking up with the rifle pointed in the face. So not quite. Not which was the story. Sure. That was the story like started from. Yeah, big time. Um, so, so uh, from this, Keffels decided to go on a crusade against Kiwi Farms and get a shutdown, which didn't work. Period. Um, you know, got the a couple domain got Cloudflare to uh, bend the knee, which uh, basically all Keffels really did was make a lot of companies look spineless. Uh, which they were, and uh, and got Kiwi Farms to change the uh, the top top level domain name. The uh, domain name is still Kiwi Farms. It's kiwifarms.top, I think, is the one they're on right now. Um, and so uh, Keffel's got uh, like a hundred and ten thousand dollars plus, uh, however much it's up to, uh, for moving expenses and lawyer and lawyer uh, a lawyer fund to sue the police for. "Quote dead naming him uh, in the on the evidence bags because the police system there, the uh, the national you know ID registry or whatever it's in Canada by the way doesn't automatically update if you go and get surgery like bottom surgery in a fucking foreign country and then change your name. Um, so in the police registry for the address and name it still said uh, Lucas etc. Yeah." So, so there's your there's your basic uh, background. Pretty situation. fucking stupid. Yeah. So yeah, so, that, so then they moved over to Ireland. Uh, you know, as, as because remember they're running away from people on the fucking internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they decided to leave the country as it, you know they couldn't like. Did you move learn to from Shia LaBeouf that that doesn't work? <laughs> well, it's again as if the internet doesn't exist in fucking Ireland. Well, I mean, at the end at of the this, day, there could be it could be running away from the internet, but if you actually committed crimes, it could just be avoiding extradition. Well, how about that? Except the, fu- the sad thing is, see, I, I kind of pointed this out before. Uh, I think last week, it's not as if I, it's not as if Ireland and the UK don't have extradition treaties with fucking Canada, because I don't know, the UK is kind of Canada too. Uh, yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of tied works. together by. Uh... By something or other, and then there's that. Although that, that whole thing is that dead. happened, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we've had uh, we've had a little bit of stuff come out, uh, as you could see on the screen right now. If you're watching, and if you're not, I'll uh, put some links to some of these tweets and such. But uh, you know, we've got uh, Keffels here talking about you know having people's oh, face and cool. name, yeah, you know, uh, members oh, of their family and. Decried, decried uh, doxing, and then immediately uh, decided to try and dox uh, Josh, the uh, owner of Kiwi Farms. Uh, decried uh, swatting and going after family. Said that uh, they're willing to go after Josh's mom, try to get her fired from her job. Um, so basically, you're your run-of-the-mill SJW gigantic hypocrite. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh... And a grifter. You know, uh, speaking of, of gigantic SJW hypocrite grifters, let me just go ahead and uh, <laughs> let's let's have Ethan Klein, you know, a comment on the issue. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he uh, had her well, uh, join in for a show. Start. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And, what, um, was that? what was that, yes, Ethan? Yes, ma'am. And, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh goodness. Golly gosh. Well, you can you can see him getting red on saying that one. Like, oh god, I'm gonna have I'm gonna get swatted for even slipping up there. Is that the part where he says he didn't even have to think about it? <sighs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that a funny thing? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so there, there's your uh, your your extra short background. Uh, also, the uh, running the DIY HRT wiki. Uh, website, uh, sorry, or financially supporting it and then uh, helping to uh, operate it. Yeah, sending uh, so that, sending illicit sending drugs out, uh, to minors through uh, so the through the mail. The drugs themselves are not illegal to send across borders if they're not being used for medical purposes. When they are used as pharmaceuticals, you absolutely have to be registered pharmaceutical company that is transiting these drugs across borders. There are different permits, etc. This is why a lot of times if you're buying dumbass supplements, it says not to not to be used to treat or uh, cure any given condition or whatever the hell. Like it, it, It's because you're not supposed to actually use it for those things because it has not been investigated, blah, blah, blah. And of course, you know, on the secondary shipping, note of that, if, if you happen to know anyone that knows about research chemicals, cough. Be sure that those people know everything about those research chemicals before they do much yeah. research on them. Anyway, please continue. So they uh, uh, they ship these cross sex hormones for do it yourself hormone therapy, uh, sex hormone therapy uh, internationally. So they're international drug traffickers. Mm-hmm. Um, Two minors. And, and again, it, it's the not that the drugs that they're shipping are illegal. It's that when they're being shipped to be used as drugs, that it is illegal. Um, as unlike other substances, which are just flat out illegal to ship, period, like say cocaine, right? It is different. It's like say shipping Adderall, although that one's still kind of as bad. But mm. again, so they're, they're, they they have bathtub estrogen from fucking Brazil, like literal, literally made in someone's bathtub. Uh, they were shipping around. Uh, uh, by the way, like, if you're interested this- in uh, the bathtub brewer, you should look up the uh, Ricada Media interview with uh, Duncan yes. McLeod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was the fucking guy. I didn't realize that was the guy. That was until, a train like, wreck. I didn't realize that was him until after I, after um, I stopped watching it because I couldn't fucking listen to that guy talk anymore. No, I, I think it, it got heated. So I'm gonna see if I can find it on Odyssey it's somewhere. I think it's on Odyssey or Rumble. Oh, I know it's on Rumble. Okay, hold on. I'll get it off of there. But yeah, he he uh, uh that guy that asshole what was his name Duncan. Okay. That, yep, that found it shit, on Ricardo uh, Media. So there we go. Happy he was happy to get the uh, show taken down off of YouTube. Um, you know he looks like shit on it, and uh, apparently it got <laughs> taken down for hating someone or whatever. Bullshit YouTube uh, rules. But this this guy was happy to get Ricardo's account taken down by doing a fucking interview with him. No, these are not nice people. No. Disingenuous at best. At best. You can tell from the way he Oh, was and speaking of uh, being disingenuous, as a matter of fact, since uh, since Kiwi Farms got uh, totally destroyed, uh, <laughs> uh, they did get removed from the Wayback Machine by uh, someone who's been working at this task for years. Ten years-ish. Yeah, so somebody uh, who's had a, uh, a long fight against this. Finally gets it through because of all uh, all this other oh, dumb bullshit. Oh, this! All the fucking 4chan content's still up. 
And guess what's still mentioned all over 4chan? The same shit. Yeah. And 4chan's worse, because they don't have a hands-off policy like Kiwi Farms does. No, they don't. <laughs> they have, they have 100% autism. Policy. Recognizes their autism in your direction. I, uh, uh, well, the thing is, is, I will buy tickets to that shit show. <laughs> like this, see, they don't what they don't realize is that Kiwi Farm, like Tumblr was before the attempted uh, buyout. Uh, you saw how well that went. Uh, Kiwi Farms is a, is a containment board. You never try. It's like popping a cyst in a human. The disease just goes everywhere else. <laughs> do you not want to do that? Yeah, it's like when they shut down the power grid to the contain, contain, shutting down the power grid to the containment unit. All the monsters just escape to the four corners of the city. So I mean, that's that's really what happens when when they when they do this, and they think that it's not going to go underground. That they're going to make it go away. They're just not going to see it. Yeah, what you've basically and done is you moved your fridge, and all the cockroaches now they're all over your kitchen. Yeah, it's and you have no idea where they are now. Well, so that's the thing is is. They're going to be literally fucking everywhere because they already kind of are coming from everywhere to spend some time there. You don't realize that they have accounts everywhere else already. They don't need to go and make them. So they're just going to use them. And they're going to do the same shit everywhere else because now they're bored because you took away their fun spot. Oh, speaking of taking away fun spots, um, I've got this other uh, thing that I had up here since we uh, are on the topic of... uh, you know, somebody mm-hmm. had asked me, why would a man who doesn't feel like a woman go to all this trouble? And, uh, well, I've got an article here from uh, PubMed from the National Library of Medicine about autogynephilia. And, uh, well, if, if you must know, well, I would say that the best answer I can provide isn't from me at all, but comes I from like Buffalo Bill. And that would be... I would fuck me. I fucking love the title on this, though, because it's autogynephilia, an underappreciated paraphilia. It truly is. But it's, I mean, have, has, have you gone to your local art museum to appreciate the various paraphilias over there? Truly. Well, there you've got so <laughs> many options. And I mean, if you're going for one, this is one that really deserves your eyes. Really does. And uh, interesting <laughs> how it... Uh, how it really seems to come largely in the male-to-female expression. Him. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a very good possibility that this is exactly uh, what we might be dealing with. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. our basic update oh, on... Uh... So, so we didn't cover on this, just to, to fill in Steve here. For why, for like, what, you know, besides this, you know, the, the sending the hormones kind of stuff is, is, is sketchy, sure. This was done with minors, uh, people aged, you know, 18 and under. Sorry, under 18, rather, just strictly there. Um, but people who are confirmed 16 and under under 16, uh, like as young as 12, uh, what were in Keffel's Discord, um, and yep. they would be in asked the to, send, they would, to, to please Keffel's, they would send, quote, progress pictures. Uh, that would be like pictures of them with their shirts off with their pants off so basically it was a fucking child porn server for keffels seems that way so you wonder like if they got their hard drive seized 
and they fled now, the country immediately after. Kiwi farms done, and that's why they why why you know she wants kiwi farms killed because they can sh show her up in 4K. They, they have everything. Yeah, the thing about it is, it's not gone now. It's it's just yeah. moved. That's all you've done, and you've brought eyes it, onto it that didn't even know it existed. The, the stuff's Bravo. not going away. I mean, I know plenty of people that have already downloaded the archives, and they're willing to spread them like cancer, uh, because the shit's going to metastasize. As it does. As it does. If this like, is all full Streisand. And speaking there's, of metastasized there's, there's always a, a certain element in our society, particularly amongst men, where it's a it's a question of if if I had to experience a terrible thing, then that terrible thing should be shared. Uh, and this is why guys will sit there and open up a you know a fridge or something like that, where they have a piece of meat that they haven't you know opened in three weeks, and they'll open it up and go oh, and then they'll grab their buddy and have him sniff the meat. <laughs> It's the same thing. It just happens to be... And I can vouch for the fact it's not just guys that do this. Oh, like, it's funny you mentioned rotted meat. In public. I mean, if I have to experience this terrible thing, then it's it's it's, yeah, it's scaring. It's, it's like kind of like what I do on Twitter sometimes, where I say, if I had to see it, so do you. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm actually pretty pleased. I have not spent a lot of time on Twitter lately. Oh, that's probably better for your mental health. I mean, if, it really, unless you it really can is. basically just maintain yeah. a constant zen, then uh, yeah, you're you're probably safer not on Twitter. Be, well, I mean, uh, you know, after they after they reinstituted the whole, uh, you know, after finding out what it was like without the algorithmic suppression, <laughs> right. that was kind of cool for like a day, oh, and then was. they reinstituted it, and I realized I don't care. So I have better things to do hmm. than chase other people's popularity. Well, that's that's definitely healthier for your mental uh, for your mental state for sure. Now, speaking of uh, speaking of that, since we're still kind of on the topic, I've got something from a uh, a teacher out of Texas. If you'll uh, look in the show ideas, it's uh, the next one I got linked up here, and I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and play it. And it's uh, boy, it's something. But uh, oh shit, what the. Oh, that was just my microphone coming out. Okay. Um, but it's... Well, I'll play it, and if it's not super audible, I'll just say it. What? Stop this. Yeah. Yeah, We're not going to call him that. We're going to call them Matt's. No. Non-attracted persons. See? No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. Oh. Oh, so I, I'd say that, that came through pretty clear. About not uh, judging people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. Yeah, not far came through pretty clear. Yeah, and uh, that's that's what they call a minor attracted person. It's it's uh, it's really something that she would choose a five-year-old as the example and not go with something that literally everyone in the world wouldn't uh, immediately want to crucify you for and be like sixteen or something, you know. But well, uh, to to drop boy, it to I just drop it hot like a five year old, god damn wow! I mean, you're not even bothering with the mask or anything. You're not only taking off the mask; you're like putting so, on the whole extra take costume. A, take a look at this. Uh, what's what's uh, under? What's highlighted in this uh, abstract? Uh, physical attractiveness was rated at uh, what age? Oh, I remember seeing <laughs> yeah. this. What was this it? Is, uh, 
this is a physical. This is a fucking nineteen ninety six. Yeah, a study from the archives of sexual behavior. Uh, So uh, yeah, I'll I'll just read the abstract uh, here. It's uh, pretty straightforward. University students uh, masked to group status. University students. We'll make again a note. That's our uh, that's our large Uh, group of uh, selection here. The ones uh, queried for this. Uh, masked to group status, judged the physical attractiveness of girls with gender identity disorder and clinical and normal control girls whose photographs were taken at the time of assessment. X age, X age being... Uh, mean age. Mm-hmm, the mean age of 6.6 years. Each student made ratings for all girls for five traits. Attractive, beautiful, cute, pretty, and ugly. And I don't think Wait, I really need to... What? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's <laughs> about all I need to cover. If you use any, any adjective other than cute for a, a six-year-old girl, then no, you I, need to I, be I, in the walls, like in the walls, like under I, the jail, in the walls. This, this, this is this is a the legitimate question is why did they study it, right? This is like feminist glaciology <laughs> or anything that is uh, whatever those those autoerotic walks in the woods or whatever the fuck they call a paper. There's uh, a reason why this paper was this was uh. This tweet is from the the real peer review, the new real peer review. <laughs> is, I, I just I can't <laughs> I can't believe that somebody turned around and said, "You know what I want to study?" Yeah, that, this requires like, an how ethics board to approve it. Six years old. Like, just just what's remember the point though. Remember, like, this the requires an eth- you have to convince an ethics board that this is something that's. Oh, worth studying. I I get that right, and I to be fair, that's, like I that's don't funny think. To me. I, I don't think that there is anything unethical about the study. Well, I think the thing is they had to have something that convinced an ethics board as a no, reason I, I mean, to do the study. In, in so all, you say, in what reason was it? I, like, that's a good question. I don't, I don't see any reason an ethics board would take issue with what they're choosing to study, right? Like, because there's nobody who's going to get harmed by this. The when, there's no rated the uh, six point six year olds as attractive. I I don't know if uh, yeah, I, hard. I don't think that that would be true, right? Like, <laughs> I I just don't understand. Like this this goes back to like the mating habits of squirrels. Why the fuck do I care? Like, why are we paying for this? Okay, that's a that's a very fair point. So I'm not uh, saying because damn it, man, there was that, that one picture of a squirrel with gigantic nuts. It, it it is it is certainly fair to turn around and say, "Hey, this is disgusting. That's a terrible study. Like, who would do this?" But seriously, you know that this wasn't like a privately funded thing. This right. is going to come from a public funding grant. Well, why is it that we're funding this? I can say that in 1996, the president was Bill Clinton, and he's known to have flown on a particular plane a number of times. I mean, I just. Uh, we're, again, this all has to go through the NSF and all of these other things who hand uh-huh. out this money. Mm-hmm. And the question is, who turned around and saw this and said, you know what? <laughs> this guy gets a check. Right? I, I'm okay with we, – we can, we can debate the merits, the ethics, the, the, the value all, all day long. But the question is – well, actually, we can't really debate the value. The, the question is <laughs> – who yeah. said that this is of societal interest, right? Who is the person who said, I need to know this 
to better our society? Well, That's I will say this. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a noted transhumanist and uh, wanter, uh, wanted to advance human society. So who knows? Maybe uh, oh, maybe part yeah. of his funding went towards it. As we know, he funded oh, he was many. Trans, uh, too. I see. Hey, there you go. There you go. He was I an just, early I, adopter. <laughs> As we all know, he he was very early in on all kinds of things. I just can't, like, I can't fathom for the life of me why we paid money for this. Putting aside the the disgust, why did why did somebody say taxpayers are going to love this one, right? Like, who came up with that idea? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? That's that's the only relevant question. I mean, everything else is, uh, oh yeah, you know, you know, red meat for the base, blah blah blah. We all hate pedophiles. Portion, but who turned around and said that? We should pay somebody to study this. That's that's the question that's interesting. Well, that's fair. That's uh, that is a very fair question. Like, I, I don't, don't have care. an answer for I don't you. Care but... What the answer is from the study? The study could find whatever the fuck it wants to find. Who paid for it? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I I would for. say that none of us would be surprised if we should find out the uh, the funders, though. I have a I have a feeling none of us would be at all surprised. Well, you know, I I I, I understand the value of publicly funded science. However, this, this is not it. This yeah, is, well, well, it's, it's like you know, you can is, you can build a beautiful building, or you know, you can also fund pissed Christ. This is this is kind of like this is exactly why science is is going downhill because we've decided not to fund practical applications for things and instead reached out to this bizarre let's not shit. pretend let's not pretend this person would be otherwise funded doing some kind of nuclear energy research it, this well is i mean clearly a no. person who should never have seen a fucking public dollar well <laughs> I, I, they would have had to choose another subject at all and, like, you know, ignoring the fact that this individual I mean, had to say, hey, this is a question that I have. Let's go study it. This, this seems is an like aspect a person of human a, knowledge. That, this seems like a person who in a former century might have been eaten by a fucking animal. Or fed eh, to them. Possibly. Possibly. Like, just one of those in-the-way people that doesn't fucking do anything useful. Yeah, that's a very real possibility. That's a, that's a very real possibility. I just... All right, I, I have to tip out for just a minute here. Oh, no problem, no problem. Uh, but with that, actually, that's uh, maybe not a segue, but uh, an interesting note. I uh, just dropped something there in the general. One of the uh, EU's head people had something important to say about uh, about the uh, you know electricity that's uh, being used and uh, how, how it needs to be handled. There are specific words uh, that they need to flatten the curve. Now... I don't know, but for some reason, that that term uh, rings yes. familiar to me, as if I've heard it in relation to some crisis or something. Flatten well, the you curve. Know, I, I, Flatten I've the heard curve. a couple people call this where, out and say, I hey, this that? clearly indicates, uh, you know, preemptive conditioning. And that may be true, but can we all just appreciate that we invested so much money into green energy and now we can't afford energy at all well i mean we, we have, have to build back better my friend i just uh, that you know it it, it's indeed. important that we build back and we build back better you know because we've got the build back better agenda where we build back better well 
after all. I, uh, we've got to flatten. I, the, I we've disagree. got to flatten the curve so that we can build back better. Actually, well, it, it, it's kind of crazy, right? We we actually have people going backwards in terms of energy usage, where they they have to start using candles and shit, which you know I don't think is as effective as an LED light in terms of reducing carbon footprint or whatever it is yeah yeah it, it's funny they as a matter of fact i think they directly off put carbon in the form of smoke <laughs> they do they also increase uh indoor air pollution and a bunch of other things it's not to say that you you, you shouldn't have a candle or anything like that but uh, there's a reason why we moved to electricity like there's a reason why we as a species said hey this thing that isn't absolutely necessary for our survival is really, really good. And that's because electricity, all forms of energy, are uh, the ability to do work. And oh, now we're in a position where we have chosen a path that prevents us from doing any actual work. Well, our rulers have chosen a path. But, yes. I mean, we, oh, yeah, we we're talking about power, the... Right? Uh... The ability, to, well, you say power, but there is none in California. Well, that's that's the point. That was exactly what I was getting to, is that we've invested all of this <laughs> money, and somehow we don't have... Not only did we yes, invest in we, green we energy... We don't have any. We, we invested in green energy, and now we can't afford the energy that we've already paid for because we invested in it, right? And, oh yeah, by the way, let's also double down and say... That uh, you know, my favorite part about all this in California, it's Republicans' fault. It's conservatives' fault. Is that it's the all one you, It's all with? you assholes. It's all you assholes. It's it's Trump's fault. Why would you? Why would you do this to us? Is is that the line they're going with? <laughs> I guarantee. Why, why did Donald do this? Oh, it, it's it is. It's it's definitely this, and they're 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 going with the COVID narrative too. I'm in yeah. one of the red areas. I'm in one of the red areas, and we get to see it. It's mostly, I think the biggest problem with California, as someone who lives here, is that the state that would be very red. Well, unfortunately, my contract with the NHL team I work for is, yeah, why I'm here. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, unless somebody else snaps me up, sorry. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I'm in a very red area. The, only, the problem is, is that you have these cities that are screaming louder over everyone else. They're like the kid in this in the store having a tantrum nobody else is looking at anyone else they're watching this this kid scream and thrash himself on the floor and that's yeah. like san francisco and la that's that's yeah. basically and i i honestly think that this state would would be purple if it wasn't for for, for these fuckers in those two cities well i, I mean this is why i still think that you should build a wall around them and slowly inch the masses into the fucking ocean well, honestly, well, I think is, that uh, that true, future right? documentary like was really thing, good on it too. The same thing's true with almost all, like all, the the entire liberal hub comes from, you know, a certain number of places that can probably be counted on one hand. So right? you guys all... keep pouring water into the crack uh, to get the big one started. You know, every year when it could freeze and just kind of widen it out a little bit more. <clears throat> like you should, you should really be uh, trying to draw in ocean water behind these assholes so that they're cut off physically from the rest of the U.S. by the time they can start crying out. Well, it's going to make it that much easier to uh, to isolate because, you know, when <clears throat> when we have Agent Pliskin go in to uh, rescue the president, right. you know, exactly. it's we're going to need these kind of uh, 
you know things well, in place. You know, eventually you could actually so, pull the bridges and then isolate them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so and serious, just surround it with the army. Exactly. Serious yes. question: How is it that they are blaming Republicans? What's the logic behind what their <laughs> logic? I, I I get it, right? Logic? Come on now. <laughs> What's the but, pretzel? I know. But there, there is always, there is always a rationale. It doesn't have to be good rationale, right? But there's always a rationale. So, what is the rationale behind blaming someone? I believe else it is Donald green... Trump is bad. Uh, also, orange. orange. That's really it. It's orange man bad. That that's it's as simple as that. And how? I hate that my joke. How is are weak. they connecting orange man bad to power? Uh, connecting. Yeah, it, it's because it's it, Donald Trump started all of this, and we're just seeing the end result of yeah, Donald Trump. Like, I mean, it, honestly, we're we're not getting. <clears throat> yeah, we're not getting the A B C D thing here. We're not get. We're getting want, the. Uh, to, we're getting the step uh, one, do the act. Step two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step four, profit. That's that's what we're See, looking I, at. I, here. I agree. I agree with what what Steve's trying to do here, though. I think we should actually find one of these people, and very politely. Try to Ask get them, them to explain show. it. Try to get them on the I've, show and explain this shit. Yeah, to I, us. I, I'll be honest. Like, I haven't not, had a I'm lot not, of luck when I've asked. Maybe, maybe there's something I'm missing. I'm, I'm open to, to not being fully aware of all of the oh, things. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I mean, but I've I just seen want people somebody make some, to sit uh, down and explain why it is that the one state that has turned around and really dug into green energy more than anybody else is the one state that's having power problems. I just want somebody from that state who believes what they believe (laughs) to sit down and talk to me about why they believe what they believe. I'd love to hear that. I I would have to have my mic off, but I would love to hear it. Like, this is... I can't get my IQ down low enough to talk to one of them. Sorry. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is is kind of... You can't recommend us, damn it. This is one of the problems that the folks on the right and that the, the kind of the middle has. The, the left has, has, from most of our perspective, spiraled out of control to the point where you, you can't talk to them anymore. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty liberal dude. Like, yeah. overall, if you actually talk about my, my perspectives, you know. Well, oh, no, and I, same here. Same here. Like, same I, here. Ten years ago, I would have been called a bleeding heart liberal, liberal and, and yeah. now in the current year, I'm an alt-right Nazi. Now, that being said, some of some of my positions have changed and have gotten more conservative as time has gone on. That's definitely a real thing that has That's occurred. That's because they were, became correct. Uh, yes, but it's more like it's more like the there were these great ideas that were proposed twenty years ago, and uh, now we've actually implemented some of them, and we've seen the consequences. Right? Like some right. of it was predictable, some of it was not predictable. Um, Other stuff is like, like I could actually, I could probably get to certain progressive positions on things like healthcare and all the other stuff. Except, I've seen it, what happens every single time the government does something; it gets well, more expensive. Nobody could have possibly predicted that, right. say, uh, a hostile state like Iran would have loved the fact that we pioneered trans surgeries in the U.S. Exactly. Like, you know, like I, minor details like that, or, or nobody is, could have possibly is, seen that that uh, uh, state instituted healthcare 
might have led down to the inevitable conclusion, like, say, Canada has, has seen, yeah. where uh, it is now cheaper to kill yourself than to burden your family and the whole system. Well, I, I guess I guess that's the thing, is, is when we start talking about it... Um, Since it's become, got that one fucking right. Death there's, proof, man. There's, there's lessons learned, uh, and, and you, you can't, you know... There are things that we implemented, newy newy. They were great ideas, great proposals, written down. Some of them were poor implementations. Some of them were, uh, you know, great ideas that uh, people didn't account for uh, the nature. the dynamic nature of society, right? It, it, it un because people respond in unseen ways, right? They always take the lowest the lowest energy well, intensive great. approach. Um, I could either keep my kid, or because I'm a poor whore, I could kill it, and then go I, have I mean, more sex. Out, outside of that, right, like, I, there, there's other stuff. I, I, That's 96 plus percent of the reasons let why. Me, let me try to think of, uh, of a good example where we, uh, where we kind of tough kind of tough to think of some of these things because the there was there's been one or two things where we we <laughs> oh uh it, we we did a we did a very large campaign against homeless people right to try to you, you know right. it, it was a good idea to say you know maybe we should try oh, to house they, these people they went to california right well the, you know we maybe we should try to house these people available for comments we should we should turn around and try to house these people. We should try to offer them money, you know, get them back on their feet. Oh, the we should offer them jobs, not money. The presumption, well, the yeah, but you also need to have money in order to get a job, right? There's there's a certain level right. of of exit. The problem that you have is that society is a ladder, and you can't like with all of my qualifications. If tomorrow for whatever reason, I lost everything, truly. Like, my wife was gone, all of my savings accounts went to zero, all of that stuff. Getting back on my feet would take years. With all of my experience and degrees and ability and all that other stuff. So, let me help you out with the, uh, the how we already help people. And they don't. The thing is, they just don't use these resources. And they know these resources exist. They know the resources exist. You can go to the poor person place. They will give yes. you a room. They yes. will give you a I, suit. They will get your ass into the interview, and they will let you have that room for six months. I I understand to find an those, apartment. those kinds of things exist, and I also understand that they are grossly underutilized, and the yeah. question is why. And so the theory because was people that— People do not want to live in a place— Okay, let me tell I can actually answer to that because I did a lot of, uh, when I was still in my, you know, high-eyed, you know, hippy-dippy phase back in college, I would help out with the homeless encampment. And you do, I was shocked by how many of these people simply just wanted to do their drugs, stay on the streets, and didn't want any help at all. Because in order to get them into these programs, they have to get sober. And that's the part that they won't... And I was and, and stunned by how many of these people did not want to get off the fucking streets. And I, that's, was, I was stunned. That, that that's exactly that's that's kind of the sentiment I have is that we we tried all of the these expanded programs to try to help these people, and what we didn't like account for was that their sole desire was to get high. 
Like they are okay being a junkie, right? They're they're not they're not unhappy with the fact that they're on the street. Yeah, they're they're fulfilled. That they are fulfilled, Somehow. and that is. That well, yeah, these people are utterly unchallenged in this. They're they're given for, a for perfectly a fine place to be, where they are utterly provided for and catered to, and yeah. coddled. And, and and we turn around like that. That's a perfect example of things that we ran a liberal policy and it didn't work. And so I've changed and adjusted my my position on. But uh, I I I definitely like I'm with everybody else when I say the left has gone crazy. But I really would love, especially with something like the green energy thing blowing up in everybody's face. I would really love. To sit down with one of these people and have them explain to me very slowly, like I'm an idiot, uh, why it is that they believe that Republican policy is what's <laughs> fucking them. That's what I want to know. Like, how is it yeah. that the bluest state in the entire union that hasn't had a Republican anything in God knows how long is somehow getting screwed by anybody other than themselves and their own policy. Like, I, that's what I want to see. I want people to it's, explain It's it. simple, because these the people in these cities, they're, they're, they, they live in an ivory tower, and the poors are the reason for everything, and the poors are the Republicans. That They're the enemy. Like, seriously. Oh, yeah, that, I mean, you can look at some of the commentary they... that was made about no, but, but the flyover that, that country and get that, that feel. Doesn't, I don't think, I don't know how well that would hold up. For an individual making that kind of claim when it comes to like green energy right it when doesn't you have to on... hold up it doesn't have to hold up because it's it's not rooted in any form of sense or logic it's rooted solely in it in their precious little fifis they don't use any logic when it comes to this stuff they just don't yeah it, it is really to be said that feelings don't care about your facts in relation to these yeah <laughs> I suppose. I just, I, I, I would love to, to, you know, it's kind of like, like, uh, what is it? Uh, what is a woman, right? Where, where the, the powerful aspect was to sit all these people down and have them explain their position. Uh -huh. Like that was. I have this argument every freaking day because I work in professional sports. I can tell you how we train female athletes differently from, from males. Cause this is literally what I do for a living. And these people swear to God that the only reason I'm saying this is not because I have a sports kinesiology degree. I have a degree in sports nutrition. I'm contracted to an NHL team. I mean, I have I have all of these things under my belt. I'm, I'm a certified exercise therapist. I have a physiotherapy degree. I know what I'm doing. But these people tell me that the only reason why I see this is not because of 24 years in the field and, and, and experience and following all the studies taking all the continued education classes, staying on top of all, of all the sports science and medicine. No, it's because I'm a turf. There you that's go. That's the argument. Dead ass. Dead ass. Oh, my and God. Yeah, it, there is no... That's so much better than what I thought it was going to be. There is no reason behind anything that they say. Nothing. Mm. I can talk to them. I, I mean, I've had conversations where I've laid out the right. studies... I mean, you guys have probably on, seen laid out the studies on what I, I must I must have missed uh, on sports science and just they, they would say, oh no, well that that doesn't ha that doesn't happen, and I would say, well actually no, here's here's this study on, on for, on for what though for what like I I understand I understand what knowledge base you're coming. Pick from. an example is what he's saying. Like like you're you're basically you're 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 running with all of your qualifications, which is fine, 
but I don't Sorry, know I just, what well, you're talking you're, about. She's saying when she lands a study for something she says, and when she backs up what she's saying with the science, that she's Every time I argue the, the turf. Got it's, it. It's, that's the concept. That it's, the, it's the concept. They don't want to hear anything you have to say. They were talking to me about how there's no, there's no difference in track. It was the most recent example. There's no difference between <laughs> men, men and women in, in times. And I was just like, well, no, actually, no. Running is different in men and women. I went into the about you know the Q angle, how they're prone for knee injuries, yeah, yeah, the difference yeah. in stride. I you know all of the all the different all this different. And, and I was listing the studies that I have like right on my computer. And Not the to whole thing, literally the guy, twice the guy, as much muscle mass. And before before I could even really get get that far, he, the response to me was literally. I blocked turfs, and then that was it. I was blocked. Hmm. So Did not even engage actually, any of the arguments I was making. Like I got, I, here's one for you. I recently had someone call me a turf. So my response <laughs> to them was, "I'm not. I'm not a fucking feminist." And they said, "You don't have to be a feminist to be a turf." Mm. I said, "What's the F stand for?" And they blocked me. Hmm. Th that is that's a constant thing, and it's it's something that ten years ago. We never had this argument. We never had this well, argument. There was definitely a lot more dialogue, and and I think a lot of the uh, the social media algorithms, which a basically feed you crap. You, they they feed you crap that yeah. you already believe, which keeps you kind of insulated and in your own. Oh yeah, it's, it's a feedback loop or an echo chamber, if you like. It keeps right. you it, on it, the website, which is it, the whole it, point. It is like it makes you comfortable, but it makes you stupid, and I get that. I get that, but it, yeah. I I have to assume that as much as 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 feelings don't care about your facts, which I agree with, I've encountered that with enough people. I have to assume that these people still have some element of what they consider logic. It could be bad logic, but they have to have something that they they rationalize with. Because if you don't have some element of rationality in your life. You're gonna go fucking crazy, and I don't mean well, like. That's why they are crazy. I, I don't mean like you personally will be self-aware of your craziness, right? You need so, to like, like there is there is hypocrisy. There's all these yeah. other things. Like the left, the left is is built on mantras and beliefs and all these other things. But I want to see them explain it. Don't I think all? you have to look at it from the, 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 the point of view of that they're in a cult. Because what they do is they the same as a cult. They they just repeat the same mantras over and over again, stick their fingers in their ears, la 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 la, I don't hear you. You know trans women are women, trans women are women, trans women are women. I, I, I then, get that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get that. I don't think that there's any logic at that point. Like they've gotten to the point of brainwashing that I don't think they have it anymore. Well, I, 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 certainly, I, certainly agree, I certainly agree that, that uh, the left, for the most part, uh, turns around and says uh, whatever it is that they're told to say, right? It's always the next current thing. Somehow the left was supposed to be the peaceful people, and we've just spent nearly $100 billion of our money over to Ukraine. Right, like we we have. Well, hey, we hey, have hey now you gotta, you gotta remember that uh, all that money that Elon Musk was totally gonna buy Twitter with could have ended world hunger, even though the UN admitted that it couldn't. Yeah, like I, and, I uh, can't. And, then, and then we sent all that money over to Ukraine during that entire fucking argument. Yeah, uh, we did. And, how, and then nobody fucking flinched. What? But but like I I totally I totally am on board with their they are regurgitating stuff. 
right? I don't think these people think for themselves. In fact, that's that's a, a that's always an inherent problem. Most people don't think for themselves on the left or the right. My mother's my mother's in that that camp yeah. where she's spouting off new world order shit left and oh right without <laughs> without really understanding the legitimate there's legitimate criticisms of new world order and world economic forum and all the other stuff but oh there is god. also there's also Biden's speech <laughs> uh, god <laughs> he was like you know what here's a fire i could put it out with all this water over here but that's yep. not nearly as fun as this pail of gasoline Whoosh. yeah so, so like, like people on the left and the right both turn off their critical thinking. This is a, a real thing that definitely happens. But at the same time, like, there has to be someone over there that, like, pauses for a moment and says, Hey, I don't have any power anymore. I can't afford my power bills. I know. Let's build more solar. Oh, wait, we just did that. Like, there's got to be somebody who turns around and has that moment, and I'd love to see what their actual argument well, is. Well, you, you did you see what we just did uh, nationally as a descriptor for, for our energy policy? You see uh, uh, that, that fucking dumb bitch yelling at the Treasury decided to come out and say? I did not did not watch her. She, uh, she came out and uh, decided to say that, uh, you know, with the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, um, you know, we have such and such money going into such and such whatever. We're going to power the country with wind and solar and get rid of gasoline. Get rid of oil. Hmm. She yeah, fucking I mean, said this. You notice yeah. how in that list, nuclear was not mentioned. Oh, yeah. Nuclear These is never people mentioned. think they're going to fucking... Never is. Like, it's, it's like, and I said, it's the comparison here, it's like trying to power spaceflight with pixie farts. There simply isn't enough. Yep. Well, these people have, it's a, it's a luxury belief with these people. Because, I, I agree with that, I mean, yeah. The, like, oh, it's it's easy for me to go out and say, because, you know, I work for an NHL team. My, my husband is a works for a major, a major tech company. We could afford to go out and buy an electric car. Unfortunately, my apartment complex know where to plug the fucking thing in. But we could, we could easily pay $50,000 for a car. That wouldn't be a problem. But think of the, the the guy who I saw at the gas station the other day. He was literally counting quarters, and I filled him up. How the fuck is that guy supposed to buy a Tesla? Yep. And, I mean, I'm... I'm I, I was can, so I can... mad. I was so mad because you see people get it, and I came back on, on Twitter when I just helped a guy out who was counting his fucking quarters with his two kids in the back of his beater well, car. And, and that's, How the that's kind of... It, it makes me so fucking mad. I, I agree that it's a luxury belief, and, and that's that's a huge component here. Plus, you have all of these people with all of this wealth and money saying, hey, I think it's okay to sit there. Well, energy is like 1% of their income, so it's not a big deal. Energy My for the majority part. of people is like yeah. half or more of their income. My favorite part of what, yeah. what you just said was that you, you can afford the Tesla, but there's nowhere to plug it in in your fucking apartment complex. Yeah. That tells me you can't afford the Tesla. Norm, like this, the, the, anywhere else, saying that out loud, California is an exception here. Anywhere else saying no, that out just, loud means you can't afford the Tesla. I I could if there was a if there was a they probably would retrofit it. My apartment complex is one that. But again, it, it, 
Like it's 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 weird. I know it's it sounds normal there, but it's it's weird to hear from the outside because from the outside, your thought is, well, I'd buy a house first. Instead, of, but in California, it's. Not- I don't. I'm I'm not someone who wants who wants a house. That's that's a personal choice. That's well. I mean, you're also in California, so I mean, it's going to be a huge turnoff to actually own one there. Well, uh, there's, there's, it's, it's actually a massive. Owning a house is a massive pain in the ass. It's a constant. Especially when we both have jobs that may cause us to move really frequently. Owning a house is, is, it's, it's kind of more of a hassle for the both of us. It's, uh, in my case, yes, it's a personal choice. Um, like I said, I'm in a very different position, so I can see what, what are luxury beliefs because they're actually acting as if I am the standard and I am not the standard. I'm the fucking anomaly. I mean, so, so looking at it, I just ran the numbers for like a $50,000 car. It's like an $885 a month payment. That's, that's the rough, rough equivalent. Like that's, there you go. that's I could swing that if I needed to, but I don't think I could swing two of them. Uh, and, <laughs> I and, certainly couldn't. No way in hell. Uh, I, I, I could swing one, but I don't think I could swing two. And, you know, at the same time, there would also be other aspects of my life that I would probably have to crimp in a little bit. But I think that would probably yeah. be feasible. Um, it, but it's absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's absolutely a luxury. I'm tempted to go to into getting one just so that we can hear about how horrible it is. But I also really don't want you to suffer like that. Well, I, I don't think uh, I don't think you could goad me, Craig. I don't think you could goad me. I don't know. I have a hybrid right now. I have a hybrid right now. It's a Ford, it's a Ford C Max. I plug it in at work. But I mean, I I have a hybrid right now, and they're not that great. No. Well, yeah, hybrids are even like doubly bad because you have to you have to pay for two engines and two powertrains. Like, well, I see yeah. a, a proper so there, so back when hybrids were starting first starting to be a thing, Honda did it right. They took essentially the car I was driving at the time, which was a, a Honda Accord V6 uh, coupe. They took one of those and they just slapped an electric engine to the side of it. They didn't do anything fancy to it. All they did was they 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 bolted it right in on the same shaft and everything, and all it did was, you know, allow you to use the alternator to build up some charge into an attached battery and uh, do regenerative braking and allow you to, to bump your uh, mileage on the highway using the electric engine. So it was basically what you should do, which is just, again, attach an electric motor to it and make it more efficient uh, versus offload the, uh, the personal guilt of having an engine that burns gas to the power station and then have less efficient power transition to your vehicle. Well, the early I mean, Prius think, also was kind of like that, too, wasn't it? I mentioned how the batteries take up the no, entirety of your no, the, space. The early Prius was always both two engines. It was always a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, it always, it, like, it was... It was always it, owned it, by pieces of shit, too. <laughs> like, it, it is, uh... The, the Prius is, a, is an interesting car, but I got, like, the same... I remember somebody sitting there and talking about how amazing their Prius was and how much <laughs> saving. And I just turned around, and I'm like, what's what's the mile per gallon you get? And I'm like, they, they're sitting there, and they're like, oh, you know, it's like 45 or something like that. My Toyota Corolla used to get that. Like, right. full-blown gas-powered car. Uh, we, we can... If we were to cut a lot of the emissions shit from our vehicles, we could probably get get closer to those that that level of mileage per gallon. 
But one of the downsides that we, we have is that while we have a lot of these electronics keeping things going, we don't have a lot of... It adds a lot of weight, a lot of bulk, a lot of signal processing. So what you're saying is I need a Haltech ECU and to cut out as much shit from my engine as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. What uh, you should really do is just submit yourself to the Borg, and then they'll do all the worrying and thinking for you. Yeah, well, you know, that's... that's see it's the Orange uh, Man's fault. The, the, the crazy part is that, like, I, I, I love this, is the Borg, when you go into the original Star Trek stuff, the Borg were originally like us, right? They, they were a, a society of individuals. It, there wasn't, like, this crazy hostile takeover. They just slowly started integrating more and more technology into their day-to-day -day lives. And then all of a sudden, they crossed the threshold and became a goddamn hive mind. And it's funny because that was a bad thing. <laughs> and the left is now, now like, championing that. And it's like, hey, we should, you should make your home smart so that we can turn it off whenever we... Oh, God. We don't, whenever that, that, that sector is right? damaged, screw it. What an excellent that, segue. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely need to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, smart homes and thermostats. So, so these people sign, you know, obviously they probably got like a little, uh, a little uh, drop in uh, their electric uh, bill or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they signed over, they signed over the ability to control their Nest thermostats uh, to the the local power utility, who during yep. the uh, the climate emergency or whatever the fuck it was, uh, sorry, uh, uh, a heat wave issue, set everyone's thermostat to a, a minimum temperature uh, of. 78 in like 90 plus degrees heat so like you can't walk into your house and cool off sure that means. enough as a matter yeah. of fact i've got the story here out of uh, uh out of verge i'll drop that up on the screen here yeah but it's it's a dry heat so it's okay oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> see I, I i made that joke with my mom and she almost killed me well, you know, I mean, uh, that probably well, had less to do with the joke and more to do with the fact that she you realized that you were possibly. still alive well, I can tell you this is part of something you had to sign up for. So, yeah, but they don't tell you that they would give control of your thermostat. You have to read the fine print. I didn't sign up for it, so mine stays at 75. That, but that's the normal temperature for me anyway. The, the thing is, they can shut your thermostat off because you signed up for this for lower rates. And it was right. all it was all in the paperwork if you fucking read it. Yep. Yeah. So, it had a, so yeah, it's Excel. So Excel had a whole bunch of angry customers calling in, figuring out what they uh, agreed uh, well, you know, to it, it, uh, allow Excel to do. Well, out here, is... Smut is doing it too. They're they're doing it here. I don't. I, I know PG and E is doing it down south, but you have to sign up for this for decreased and kilowatt hours. And I wasn't going to do it. I have an elderly cat who has who has cancer. I'm not going to put him in the heat and kill it. I'm not doing it. Well, be thankful that you don't live in Switzerland, because if you even tried, even without your smart stuff, they could throw you in jail. Because uh, they've just, uh, they've got uh, a new one in that you can be jailed for up to three years in addition to fines if you uh, use too much uh, gas this winter. And uh, probably too much. Yeah. Oh, so speaking, I, I speaking, of, that one, speaking of that one, speaking of that one. This is uh, this is another great segue. I sent you this uh, this picture. I'll drop it into the chat now. Uh, general chat here. Gazprom got a deal with China. 
Got to be paying for Russian gas in Russian currency. Yep. They are paying for gas in rubles and yuan. I've actually got the uh, I've actually got the article. I'll drop it in the uh, uh, show you know notes. again yeah. this the, I I really do love watching Germany do their whole entire thing because they were they were all oh we're green we're the model for how the future and now now all of a sudden they have one international conflict that they're not even technically a part of and somebody else turned all of their power off like how amazing is that they're not even literally a part of. Not even literally a part of. Yeah, like, like, how amazing is it that they turned around and they chose this thing, and everybody turned around and said, "Hey, this is really stupid. You probably shouldn't do that." They said, "No, no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Well, we'll we'll do the green energy thing. It's gonna be It'll fantastic. Be okay, it's gonna be okay. You know, Germany, Germany." <laughs> I think one of my what was it, my favorite news article was something along the lines of 90 some odd percent of their their power was or 100 percent of their power was generated for from wind and solar for and it's it's all of four seconds it was capable of doing that right mm, funny that. right something like that yeah. um and how how amazing how amazing uh that actually that actually well you know, hey what man the reality they got was. all four seconds out of it I mean this isn't like a fucking particle accelerator, where, uh, for instance, uh, the ability to, to trap and hold positrons for uh, for about a, a, a second is like a lifetime for a particle. Well, yeah, uh, no, it, it's not. But it, this it's, is this isn't that. This is four seconds of like there you know, are, a flickering a flicker in your house. You, like you flush the toilet, that's four seconds. There are great options for energy, right? I always come in and I always say nuclear, hydro, and hydrogen. And let me and, just mention something on that specifically with regard to nuclear, because that has come up directly. That being that um, the proposition for Germany was, well, what we'll do is we'll just shut <laughs> down the plants for now, and then when we need it, we'll turn them back on. Yeah. Which well, is not how nuclear power works. Well, it modern plants can. However... It's just stupid to do it that way. It's, it's, it'll take you three days to turn it on and three days to turn it off. Yeah, yeah, right. it's kind of a thing. Whereas you could just twist the dial and have it adjust things in real time. Yes, yes, because you and, have to and not have to turn it on or off. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny how that works. Well, what was it? I, I I remember them turning around and saying, "Oh, we don't need the nuclear plants because it's only six percent of our energy," and you're like. Well, it was two uh, percent. Uh, it was two percent, and it was the only the three plants that were already online, not the three plants that they could also turn on to get six plants total. Ah, uh, is that what they were saying? Yeah, I said, well, it's only two percent. It's like that two percent is the difference between grandma's freezing to death and not. Yeah. Well, it, it is. Uh, it is going to be interesting come winter. Yeah, yeah, it is. That uh, is they, for sure. They're starting to they're deregulate their natural gas uh, stuff too. Funny enough, but they don't they want to turn trying, those new plants back on for some fucking reason. They're they selling wood. There's, they're getting, they're turning the coal plants back on. They're, uh, yeah, they're firing up the natural one. gas plants. They're no, telling no, people the, to do the dirtiest, the dirty, dingy, over fifty year old trash heap coal plants. They're turning those back on, but yep. not yep. the new plants. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Sure enough. Like well, non-retrofitted, is... non-carbon capture, non-sulfur capture coal plants. Yep. yep. That's right. I, I, I saw... Literally way worse for the environment than any of the other shit they're running in the country. Yeah, like even worse than burning candles. We had a... Uh... We had a presentation, uh, or there was a presentation available to us at the lab uh, mm-hmm. yesterday of, like, kind of nuclear power to technology today and then going into the future. And one of the points that it made was that, uh, first off, <laughs> I said, I, nuclear people are pussies, right? Like, they, they really uh-huh. are. Because every yeah, single time they turn around and they're like, ah, you know, I don't yeah, think nuclear... Sound like you. <laughs> so you think I uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll come down there to Jacksonville, and I'll teach okay. you what a bottom really is. You'll find the bottom. Good, of that I won't be there. I'm not a stopper. I live. <laughs> uh, whatever. I thought I thought you were Jacksonville. No, I'm Gainesville, man. Oh, Go nobody cares. Yeah. But... Oh, okay. Nobody cares. It's just a flagship school and city and the whole fucking state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. There's there's plenty of other better cities. Literally any other city that you is a better city. Um, so so like oh I forgot where I was going. Oh yeah, the yeah. nuclear yeah. technology presentation. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that they they just basically showed all of these different slides, and they kind of came in and they said, well everybody really wants to talk about the diversity of energy, but there uh-huh. is this real common pressing problem of. Well, sometimes renewables doesn't work, and then you have to have an entire other power and infrastructure system. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why you don't build two infrastructure systems. You have one that's, like, on 100% of the time. You're like, yeah, let's take that. You got one that's on 12% of the time. You say, yeah, we're, we're not going to take that one so much. Yeah, isn't that funny? But that makes, that makes well, sense. I mean, like why would you do parents. that? They still have their merits, but at the same time, uh, if I'm going to build a country... And keep it running. I I I will, time for I will challenge you to tell me what merits solar and wind have. You don't have to be connected to the grid when you're out and about. Uh, okay, so so I will accept that. But if that's you... the only like major like if you are if you are remote and you need power immediately and you have sunlight. You can use your shitty, inefficient solar cell. Okay, I, I will accept. I will that is the version. niche application for solar. That, that is the, the reason to use it. If you but, have roof space and you feel like being the guy to clean your fucking roof constantly. And, and here, that also here, is, works. here is the fun part. Micro-reactors are going to make that obsolete. Right. Well, let's right? hope so, like, and quickly. Like that's the whole reactor. goal. Nuclear reactors, I will agree with you, today's technology of nuclear reactors uh, is is big, huge, expensive, grid-connected. However, remote shit, uh, it, it is not a very far, far place to be. Again, and I'm not, later, on with, with, later on with those, like, I, I think that when it comes to, like, homesteading, I think that um, SMRs are going to completely take that over. When it comes to being, yeah. like, out and about, like, in your car... Um, say your gas runs out or your shitty EV's battery blows up, uh, you're going to need some way to get energy to your phone so you can call you know, your friend and say, hey, I need help again because I'm a dumbass. 
And the only way to do that is probably going to be like flapping your hands at a fan, trying to reverse it, um, you know, while you're screaming at it, or opening up a big ass solar cell and then hoping that you get enough charge in your phone before it dies. Hmm. Uh, and I think the solar cell is the better option. Frankly, solar is way, way, way better. Like if we're so nuclear is better than solar by leaps and bounds, but I think we can agree that roughly the same scale difference applies to solar to wind. Wind is just uh, abysmal. It, it, it is really, really tough. So the wind industry is extremely protective of their actual numbers. It's also heavily uh, subsidized. It is heavily problem. subsidized. Um, so, so I don't know there. There are there are significantly higher uptimes with wind. Like, fair enough. That is, okay. it, it is really tough to turn around. And wind, as much as wind is an intermittent power source, much like solar, wind also has the opportunity to blow at multiple times of the day. So nice. realistically, it's it's a better power source than solar because. It turns out that I don't need solar energy when the sun's out because I'm not turning on any lights. Right? This is why. So, so when it solar's, comes to solar's not good for industrial applications. When it comes to the thing runs. that the SMRs are going to replace in homesteading applications, the reason why they are why solar is a good application there is because they have batteries and they're not moving them around. Right. If you are talking about mobile application. Wind is still not going to be sufficient. Like again, if we're talking yeah, about and that's you're true, out and about, like with solar is just leaps and ahead, leaps and bounds ahead. I I would agree. I would agree that if you had a fully mobile setup, and we're not doing small modular or micro reactors or any of those other things as competitive technologies. Yeah, but like solar, that's today. Solar is better. Again. I think that in the you know in the in, far in flung future we got these we I got these uh, handheld right we got these handheld effectively car batteries with a plug on the front of them that people are that are being sold right now as power banks to take out camping with you. Yep. How far in the future do we have to go before you can actually take a relatively safe SMR that is like literally football scale? So you what know, you're saying up, is yeah. I can have a backpack for my power armor. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. well, I mean, I've got to power the armor from something, so I need the fusion backpack for that, and then that way I can run the chainsword off of it. It all works out. Yep. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I. Until you die, then you have a little miniature thermonuclear explosion. <sighs> but that's what the power yeah, armor's if for. If you decide to go fusion, it's actually really hard to make. So, so one of the other things I found out is that all fusion systems are batch reactors. I fucking hate. Yeah. They're, none of them are fucking continuous. It's really fucking irritating. Like, like, like because like, then they'd be fucking efficient. Yes, like, again, yes, they would. If we if we built if we built a tokamak of sufficient size, we already know what the Q curve looks like. You need to scale that shit up, and your Q factor could hit twenty, which means you can then, regardless of your shitty inefficiencies for power delivery, yep. be energy positive for your output. Like we know that all you have to do is build them big, especially with these new uh, the decoils. If you built it big, it would definitely produce electricity. You could yep. definitely run it continuously. The downside is we just don't have enough good data to tell us like all the predictables needed for a company to invest that. 
Like, the well, eyeliner is going to be fantastic and all, but if they built it, like, ten times bigger, it would definitely produce more power than it consumes. I mean, most most uh, most designs are some form of pinch, but it's kind of funny right. when you go through the history of Fusion. Um, basically, everybody had a, a whole shitload of different designs until the Russians agreed to share their Fusion research with the rest of the world, right. and then everybody went to Tokamaks. <laughs> like... Right. Like everything was was hey let's try these thirty different designs and maybe this experiment will work better and then all of a sudden they the the Russians did one presentation at all fusion from here on out as a Takamak and you'll see you'll like there's this R and D that you'll you'll read about the R and D efforts and they'll be like we built a reactor it was gonna do this and this is how it started and a year later we converted it to a Takamak and you're like what the fuck is wrong with this thing? Well, like, the thing is is the inertial cube. It's pretty cool and all, and it, it kind of works, but it's really hard to get energy out of. And also, your coils in the middle get fried. Yeah. Well, that that's... Yeah. that's but they're really easy to build, too, which is they're really cool to look at. That, that, it goes back to that thing that I'm, I'm, I'm... You know, A, understanding that it is a batch reactor explains why they have such a hard time breaking uh, Unity. Right, yeah. like that. That actually explains that because if you had if you had a constant feed and all you had to do is get it going, then all of a sudden Unity is is not a problem because once it's going, you can have all these inject. I I I I was stunned to find out that they decided <laughs> to only use batch batch feed systems. Uh, that's now, that's one issue. The the sodium piston one, which is really cool. Like that one, running that in batch kind of makes sense. But then again, it's it's reciprocating. Okay, well, let me pause you both for a second and ask you to explain much of what you mean by running in batch. Because there's a bunch of people that are okay. not going to know what that means. So, All right, if so, you make a yeah. batch of cookies, you use the oven and you make a batch of cookies. And then you have to start over if you want to make another batch. So, so yes, so there are there are two types of processes, right? One is continuous, yeah, sure. and the other one is batch. I mean, there, there's really two ways that you can run it. It's continuous or batch. A batch reactor would be like a vat of beer. Most, most beer is brewed in batches, and that's because you kind of need to get the, the everything up to a certain threshold and it kind of runs and does its thing and it, you know you you can't really take you it would be very very difficult considering your fermentation as a specific It'd be time irritating, so. <laughs> it, it would it, it's not impossible to do it in a continuous stream process but you would, you would need one hell of a long ass reactor to do it. You would need a very long large <laughs> reactor to do it. It would be a massive pain in the ass. <laughs> It's um, such a fucking long pipe. However, uh, there are other things, for instance, that are continuous flow reactors. Most polymer feeds are going to be continuous flow. Um, most of your uh, most of your refinery stuff that's all continuous flow. Yeah, they just keep on... cracking towers are a great example. Right. They 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 basically are constantly pumping in your raw materials they and run, constantly pumping out products. They run all but 3 weeks a year. Right. Uh, uh, no, sorry, they run all but 6 weeks a year generally speaking because they have to down they down cycle, they do a 3 week retrofit for the next uh, fuel type and then they upcycle again and they run until the next fuel type changeover. Right. And they typically going to keep one refinery unit on two different uh, two or three different product lines. Yep. Uh, now, like, 
when you look at like nuclear reactors, most nuclear reactors are all, uh, you know, batch reactors as well, but they have three year long run times. So the start of a batch to the end of the batch is three, three years. And, uh, and, and we're getting like, we haven't really built a lot of reactors in the United States in the last 30 years, but we've gotten so good at operating them that our percentage uptime is, is just, it's like the best technology out there. Uh, we beat every other plant because we have process improvements. Uh, in the case of fusion, uh, this goes back to if I have a tokamak or I, I, you know, just a general, general um, ionization magnet, magnetal, mag, uh, magnetic containment ionization. Right? I got a donut. Yeah. I, if for every <laughs> fucking donut that I have, it's basically the equivalent of trying to start a fire by rubbing sticks in the woods it is very very energy intensive and it kind of like yeah it'll work in theory but at the end of the day what you really want is you really want that fire going with like you know an initial an initial thing rather than you turning around and deciding that you have to build your fire by rubbing two sticks together each and every time you want to add a fucking log right that's what fusion is doing they are literally turning around and remaking the fire every single time they go for a different batch and <laughs> that's one of the reasons fire. it's gotcha. a really really bad like it, uh, continuous processes have a tremendous advantage in the fact that you don't really have as much downtime as batch uh but yeah so something people can look up is what's called a langmuir curve I think that's the right one. Um, no, I, no, never mind. Langmuir curve is the other one. Langmuir is uh, for the catalyst shit. I can't remember the name of it. It's they're called reactor curves too. You have a uh, one over uh, one over R versus X. Um, so basically, yeah, one over R is the uh, the rate of generations of stuff. Just don't worry about that part. It's a thing. You get this nice little curve. Looks kind of like a hyperbola, uh, like one over X kind of hyperbola. Uh, generally, it's gonna have a funkier shape than that, but you can just—that's a great shape to start with because you know you have a curve to it, so things aren't like box shaped. Uh, and you can see how if you draw a little box under that curve and have the corner touch it, that is a smaller area than say if you shade in the curve through that point. And the shaded in area is how much stuff gets done or how big your your uh, reactor has to be. So so basically here, if you had a uh, an infinite series of what's called CSTRs, continuously stored tank reactors, running in batch. Um, you'd have to have a, a, a shit ton of them in order to get the performance of a single plug flow reactor. Is this the uh, is this the one you're talking about? Let's see, a minus R. Let's see, that's uh, no, that's that's versus concentration. No, we're talking about versus conversion. Uh, that's, I mean, that's that's not like a horrible example of the kind of curve you can get, but like, that's not that's nowhere near what I'm talking about. It's anyway. Really, the the difference you. between the Point two being, is to take a shitload of stuff and run it through a process, and it comes out the other side with a product, or to basically take packets of this much much smaller quantities and give it, uh, you know, as it, you run it through kind of a a really long 
uh, you know, tube. Uh, as it runs through the tube, you get much higher output because you have a continuous flow, and all you have to do is just make sure that it, it the you don't have to establish new conditions or anything. Right. The energy so that's like involved I, is almost entirely expended in the conversion, not in establishing the conditions for conversion to happen. So, so okay. if I was to somehow do like brewing a beer. Uh, every single time I brew a batch of beer, to prepare for the next batch, I have to gut the tank, clean everything, drain it all, sterilize it all. Then I have to go bring all the ingredients back up. Then I start with my culture, and then I have to get my culture to sufficient inoculation size, and then I can run my inoculation. And it's a, it's but, a giant pain in the fucking But imagine, imagine if instead you just had to feed sugar to it, and then you right. got alcohol out the other end. So, so if I had a plug flow reactor, I just had a, you know, let's say I had a really, really large wall filled with pipes. Uh, like he says, I'd basically just continuously be adding sugar and yeast uh, in one side, and out the other side would come beer as a continuous stream. Right. It, it would the the it, there wouldn't be this like week or two week long fermentation process. All of the fermentation would be happening all of the I mean, time. It could be. It, here's the in, you know keep in mind it could be that it, the residence time of your reactor could be a couple weeks, but yes. the fact is you put stuff in at the one end continuously, you're continuously getting stuff out the other end. You don't yeah. have to wait two weeks. You just have. I mean, if you put something in like a tracer or whatever, you might have to wait the two weeks for that, but you're immediately getting product. Yep. The entire time. Oh, that makes sense. Much. Huh? Right. So when, when you turn around and you start talking about fusion reactors, uh, they are not particularly efficient because instead of having a constant fuel source, they have to be fueled, heat everything up to operating temperature, try to take all of the energy out of that whole entire thing, then they're drained, and then refueled, and the whole process starts to... Yeah, that sounds which incredibly Which means that your, your actual like uptime would be very, very small. Yeah, that doesn't seem efficient at all. No, it would be very, very yeah. expensive to run it that way. <laughs> like I said, if you make them large, where you can get your queue up to like 20, which is where you start to hit profitability, and you start to hit actual break-even, uh, all, all other inefficiencies included, then you yeah, can but, like... You so, say, so the problem you know, that you run into it. is it, you start making it really, really big, and then your magnetic yeah. field has to get really, really big. Right. And like... Like scaling, scaling electromagnetic fields is not not good. I can imagine that. Well, so here's the thing: is if you if you make it larger, your your confinement field only has to be effective near the boundaries. Now it's better if you can squeeze your plasma tighter, but you can also increase the pressure by putting more mass into it to begin with. I mean, you you can, but like so so again, when we start talking about Plasma. But the point is, we know we know there's we know how to make them bigger. We know that if we make them bigger, they will perform better. But they're, we they're don't gonna do get... it largely because we don't know how the plasma is going to perform when it's bigger because we haven't so, done enough studies. So, so again, we, we talked a lot about how uh, how new the field is and yeah. kind of how ridiculous it is to take a course in it. Um, because you're literally doing like research papers as a as a thing. Right. Um, yeah. One of the things that you end up finding out is that every single time they run a fusion experiment and they change a variable about it, a new emergent phenomenon that they've never seen before occurs. 
Yes, so, pretty much. So, so, so what ends up happening is, is uh, you know, Craig's sitting there with his grand idea and says, let's just make a bigger fucking reactor. Well, inevitably, <laughs> we make the bigger fucking reactor, and then some brand new thing happens that we've never so, observed before and shits on the fucking thing. By the, by the way, here, here's another thing to point out here. This is one of the reasons why every time they say they got closer to, to hitting Unity, it doesn't fucking matter. Because that's not the goal. Otherwise, they'd make the reactor bigger. Because they know that as they scale it, they get better than the scaling factor for the output factor increase. So that that much has already been very clear throughout the research history. That if you make it bigger, it performs way better in terms of output. But not necessarily in terms of performance efficiency. Right. Which is one of the things they want to get down ahead of time. Like, if you can't just make the thing really big and go, well, it'll it'll work okay, you know, and then see what happens. You, you invest the money with smaller scale stuff first, which either is, frankly, going to be on the smaller scale if they decide to actually make large reactors. And, and that's not a small reactor. No. <laughs> I mean, the, the the issues that you run into is, again, you have a superheated plasma, right? And as a superheated plasma, a plasma is fully ionized, which yeah. means that there's a shitload of magnetic fields that are varying there. And, oh, yeah, you're making new elements in the middle of this, which oh, is going also, to actually... The, 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 remember we talked about the cross-coupling between the electrohydrodynamic, Sorry, magnetohydrodynamics yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. hydrodynamics... So the part of the problem there is that the magnetic field doesn't just get... So it's very conductive, this ring of plasma. Yep. Not only that, but like very much like how the sun has both fluid and electromagnetic convection cells, so does this little plasma, because yeah. the ionization is not uniform. And and you're going to you're going You'll to get start these little seeing field ripples. You're going to get the same weird ass phenomena that happens on the surface of the sun constantly. Exactly. You're going to have corona ejections. You're going to have all of this shit that's happening there. Now the sun has a lot of gravity, which allows it to be very much contained. <laughs> a little plasma reactor with a magnetic field separating you from death is you really don't want it to now, go to here's death. The funny thing. Like it's it's not a very large scale between now, you and here's, incineration. Here, here's the funny thing about it, about the way that it operates though is is the sun not only you know we mentioned you mentioned gravity that's basically how it manages to get things close enough to each other that they can do the quantum tunneling to create a new element. Yep. Um, we don't have that gravity here on Earth, so we rely on just getting it way fucking hotter so that the collision uh, diameter is larger. That is also correct. Effectively. So, you know, your cross-section for a collision gets larger as although, you get hotter. Although, so oddly, oddly really, enough, that really there's actually, hot. like, a peak on that curve. There is. So, it's, yeah. But, I mean, but basically, we, but we the effectively peak is what we try to do is depending get, on what's fusing at what time. Right, so, so the, the idea was that we wanted to get close to that peak, even though we're still miles away from it at 10 million Fahrenheit, uh, Celsius, whatever the hell. It doesn't matter what, what scale you are at that point. 10 million. We're, we're hotter, we're getting close to the, the heat in the center of the sun, like dead center, not like in the center area where fusion happens, but like where it's hottest, in order to get some fusion to happen. 
well, Your Honor, like that should tell you the, the amount of energy that's required. And it's not a whole lot of gas they put in there. Gotta keep an eye, uh, keep in mind that we're dealing with fairly uh, low density. Yep. The sun, you get pretty high density in the middle. We have to operate hotter than that to get things at a high enough speed so that the cross-sections are large enough. And it's still shit efficiency. It, it, as far it as, really as far is. As speed it's, goes. It's, it's kind of crazy, like, all of my all of my knowledge has been in fission up until now, and then you really, yeah. like, you take your, um, again, I'm only two or three weeks into a fusion course, and uh, <laughs> in that two to three weeks, I have learned exactly why fission is going to probably be part of our power mix for a very long time. And, well, and yeah, like, you know... We should, keep it, we should keep fission regardless, because keep in mind, like, the end product from both directions is going to be iron of some variety. That's kind of the goal here, uh, is to get that kind of nuclear ash. Yes, and you're less likely to have... So so I know what you're referencing, and for those who don't aren't aware of it, uh, there's a binding energy per nucleon, uh, right. and that's that they're, the peak of the binding energy per nucleon occurs at iron. So essentially, uh, if you fuse elements into iron it's going to require more energy and you're going to get nothing out of it. If you fizz elements in, at the state of iron, it's going to require more energy uh, than, than you get out of it. Um, at, at, that's, that's, that's kind of the peak. But ultimately, fission from the perspective of U-235 is kind of a bomb, right? It's little, little micro bombs going off in the middle of the reactor. Okay. So... Uh, you you get a spectrum of elements. You don't you don't like work your way yeah, towards again, fusion. You might work your way to, towards well. Uh, no, iron. Again though, like at the, if you look at it, like yes, you're right. There's the whole spe there's a scattering spectrum of of different stuff that comes out. There's a whole cascade of uh, of what was likely to come out. But again, if if you just you know sum it all up together from both ends, if you if you extract energy out of it at every stage. You work your way towards iron. Ah, uh, I suppose. If you again, in a perfect world where you could. Real realistically, no. Realistically, no. Yeah. So here's here's the thing though is when you when you go ahead and clean up your your uh, your waste from your nuke plant, you throw it into a breeder or and you uh, you burn off all the the um, the high activity uh, components and you breed out more fuel. And uh, then you refine that, and you plug that into your uh, your standard fission reactor. Like the stuff you clean out of it, you're gonna either use as a product, or you're gonna find a way to minimize down as waste and extract well, the most energy it, out of it possible. If we were going at these things from the same there perspective, might, we and so we if you produce hydrogen that way, I'm just saying if you if you produce hydrogen that way or heavy water from say yes. a neutron rich in, uh, environment. You might chug that into a, a, a sorry, and that's plant. that is that is very likely. So so fission reactions, while both fission and fusion produce neutrons, fission produces right. a shitload of neutrons. Right. right. So fusion doesn't really produce that many neutrons. It's kind of like a byproduct. Well, it depends on the reaction you choose, but yes. For but most it's still part, not. It's still not much. Yeah. Most of it's going to go in neutrinos. And heat. It's actually much cleaner. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, we'd probably always be running fission plants as light water plants and then periodically cycling the water out and uh, splitting it 
collecting the hydrogen and fueling our, our fusion reactors with it. That is likely what we would be doing. Sounds reasonable. But um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is kind of crazy because yeah, there's. I, mean, think about I, it. I think we could doing anything else. Without doing anything else, we have what a couple thousand years of uh, fission power available to us without doing a whole lot of extra exploration. Uh, billions, billions, I think. Hmm. Um, I think. So I mean, let's just U two U two thirty five is a couple thousand. But if we well, start talking about yeah. thorium and some of the other fuel cycles that we could run, right, let's, we let's, have let's billions. Let's stick to U two thirty five, and say that we you know for for whatever fucked up reason we decided not to use something better. Or 238 um, or 232. Or... I mean, if we just did U-235, we got a couple thousand years. I think that's about right. I, it all depends, right? So so they play some... The, the activists play a lot of funky games with it. I mean, just I remember, current proven deposits that, we ha- that we're already I, mining. I think, I think actually current proven deposits is 60 years or something. It's ridiculously small. Okay. Um, right. However... However, there's a caveat there, which is there is a whole bunch of deposits which we aren't doing right now because it's not economics, uh, economically feasible. One of those things when we, we started talking about Uranium <laughs> One and the deal with, with Hillary Clinton, right. that was a perfect example. We have a uranium mine in the United States. It is literally not cost-effective to run because we can go to Australia, which has significantly higher levels of enrichment and we can go there. Yeah. We could also extract all of the fuel that we could ever possibly want out of seawater. And right. this is both for fusion and fission fuels. Right? There's a shitload of uranium in seawater. Yeah. Um and so we could we could go through that process and basically take our desal plants and have our desal plants take well, shit, the you know water. another one uh is is this then this one is is unique to Florida actually. Um the phosphate industry you know, they, they pull up calcium phosphate. And I think we, we definitely covered this on the show before. Yeah, I think we were actually uh, talking about uh, the nitrogen conversion last week. Yeah, so uh, they pull up calcium phosphate. They uh, they use sulfuric acid. Well, they use oleum, so sulfur trioxide and sulfuric acid to uh, split out the phosphoric acid for shipping off as fertilizer. And uh, then you have all this calcium sulfate, so basically sheetrock material. But they can't use it for that because it's radioactive. It's got a bunch of uranium in it. Yep. So they they put it out in these large mounds called uranium called a uh, uh, sorry sulfate stacks, and those sulfate stacks are you can't go near them. Uh, they're they're hazardous hazardously radioactive. Now obviously with uh, with OSHA standards, you know could you go near it and not die? Probably, but you wouldn't be able to stand like it's it'd be like saying how much of Chernobyl can I traverse without getting irradiated? It's like well. Technically none, but you know you can go in there. Mm, yeah, I would be willing so, to bet you that because if it's uranium and that's your principal concern, it's going to be all alpha, and, and so you walk through that with no problem. Right, exactly. So, but point again is that these these stacks of calcium sulfate have a bunch of uranium in them. Yep. And for reasons I can't fathom, the United States never took advantage of this. Ah, uh, that's not uh, true. It's uh, let me help you fathom that. It starts sure, in 19, I think it's 1978 with Carter, 
who uh. basically turned around and said, "We will uh, as his, his the aim was non-proliferation, right? Right. So we will not purify, refine, modify, yada yada." I remember yada, the yada, nuclear yada. non-proliferation uh, being a very right. fun cocktail phrase. Yeah. So so that was that was the theory behind it. Um, that is why we have never in all of our time but again really gone as a practical that. concern and i still cannot fathom why we haven't actually done anything with there's there's a ton of other <laughs> stuff by the way that's not the only case of things that are have that problem um right one of the other cases is uh rare earths right yeah so oh, yeah. there is a lot of list. we we could we could have a dozen rare earth mines However, what a rare earth is, is it's all part of the actinide lanthanide theories for uh, the really, you know, nerdy people in the room. The big old F block. Yeah. So, so... Is he uh, this oh, is yeah, we completely lost ass... you there for a second. Yeah we, lo- yeah, we didn't hear anything. Oh, sorry about that. For the, the, the folks who are uh, not as nerdy and, and loserly as Kregels and myself... Um, oh, I'm fucking awesome, and you know it. No, you're not. <laughs> I know. I know exactly how awesome you're not. That's not even a question. Uh, but so, so for those of us who are in the in that boat, where, or for those those listeners who are are not really aware of this, the actinide lanthanide series are where pretty much all of our majorly radioactive elements are, and in addition, it's also where uh, all of our rare earths are. And that's because they have really cool properties. There's uh, and, they're, it's a, and they're not very common in the Earth. Uh, well, yeah, because they're higher order ele- uh, elements, right? Like the only Which they is only why happen due rare to earth. right. They only happen due to supernovas. That's the only reason they exist. Well, and so, they, they, we also hey, we found out recently, and due to neutron star mergers. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, star death. In fact, okay. that might be the dom- that might be the dominant process. So. So the uh, you know we don't have a lot of them. That's why they're called rare earths. They're actually a lot more abundant than people thought. Well, but they're very, very is. I mean, a thorium <laughs> is. All that stuff is. Um, however, however, uh, they're very difficult to separate out, and they're all chemically yeah. identical, which means that well, they all tend to occur at the same. They're all chemically happy to be together. Is I mean, probably the best way to put that. They're they're still pretty much chemically identical, right? Well, they're close enough. We'll just stop. I I I can appreciate that there is a technical chemical difference that separates. No, I, I just said yeah. I, I get I get the just let's just say that there's a yeah. reason you can separate them. At you some can point. you can separate. And it's not them. it's not just it's not just mass centrifuges like you no, have to do with no, no, uranium. No, that, you can actually chemically separate these components. Very, very difficult. Just as a quick note, by the by, the uh, Mountain Pass Mine is the mine I was referencing out in California. It's been undergoing a modernization project for like the last eight years. And they have this year secured uh, DOD grants for both light rare earth elements and heavy rare earth elements. So we may actually start seeing products roll out of there. In the, the problem, nice. the problem isn't whether or not you get a grant to do this; it's whether the EPA allows you to build it. So oh, as so soon as you that. start processing the rare earths, you get not only the stuff because this is again going back to the like we were talking about. Uh, it is these 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 rare earths are 
chemically identical for all intents and purposes. There are specific processes that separate them out, but the stuff that you want, after you remove that, you leave behind a bunch of radioactive stuff. And so yeah. the yeah. the the EPA uh, doesn't allow um, the EPA doesn't really allow us to have these large piles of radioactive material. Unless you're in Florida making fertilizer. Uh, that's probably the only place... Unless you're feeding the rest of the fucking planet. And, and at the end of the day, it's probably more along the lines of... It's one thing if you strip this, this component out from seawater. And another thing if you are chemically separating all the stuff that is super nasty. And so no, yeah, like it's going to produce your uraniums, your thoriums... Yeah, all that you, stuff. You produce concentrated so, nasty shit when you uh, when you split up rare earths. Yeah, That's you, you really do. Here. These these calcium sulfate stacks are fairly dilute with uranium. It's mostly calcium sulfate. Right. It's just that you can't put it inside someone's house as the sheet, you know, the wall material, because it would irradiate them over a period of years. It, it probably out of it, the, it probably uh, has a specific regulatory requirement that says it has to be below this level or this threshold of right. naturally occurring radioactive material. If it's above this, it's no longer considered naturally occurring. It's definitely above. Right? So that, that those levels are very, very low, by the way. But yeah. at the same time... So, so the, uh, the rare earth stuff, the, the, the waste that's produced there is, is significantly more radioactive and, and in many more ways than just uranium. Oh yes, yeah, and and by the way, the process is extremely toxic, and it's, yeah, a lot it of it involves the... varying uh, nitrations and sulfate uh, sulfonations or sulfations. Yeah, it um, is. Or it or is the use a... of uh, various nasty phosphorus compounds, which are yep. not fun to be around. It it is it is very much like a terrible, awful thing. It, uh, it looks very much like a, a very high tech version of a terrorist uh, meth lab. Hmm. Lovely. Yeah, it really it that's that's pretty accurate. So China's been doing all of this for us, be out of the goodness of their hearts, of course. Because they love their people. Yeah, but be, be, <laughs> where where we turn around and we say, hey, we have environmental concerns; these have to be dealt with. China says, "What's an environment?" Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, you noticed the Olympics recently, right? Yeah. That was just the way that they treat people around an iron mine. Imagine yep. how it goes around a rare earth place. Yep. That's the... Uh, yeah, you can... That is, that just, is the big just problem. think about it. As a matter of fact, I should get that image up and include it because it's so perfect. <laughs> it is bleak. Oh my god. Let me see here. I'll search for China, snow, jump, and tower. And see if that's adequate to get me one. Oh, look, there I'll it is with three fucking cooling towers. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Don't even source it from Vox. Why not? Because... Uh, the, the thing I love about that picture is that it, those are just normal run-of-the-mill cooling towers, and it still makes it look like a goddamn nuclear disaster. Oh, yeah, it's, it's well, absolutely I mean, like, magical. It's iron mine. They have nothing to do, they have nothing to do with, with coal. The, the landscape looks like Sorry, a goddamn disaster. Oh, it's perfect. It, it's yeah. it's like... and and the best part, the very best oh, part is. is the Olympic logo <laughs> on the one. I, I love I love that we did this shit 
over there, and it's just like if you can compare that, like look at any of the Olympics that have happened in the USA or any other Western country, and then compare it to this shit. I mean, it's like <laughs> Sochi was a bit of a shit show. Right. You know, let's be honest. But come the fuck on, folks. Yep. Like this. This is this is iconic. This is brutal. <laughs> it was it was indeed amazing. But that's that's actually why we we don't right. do rare earth processing in the United States is because we produce I'll a lot. It produces right a ton of. Really, it takes a lot of toxic compounds. It produces a lot of toxic compounds, and uh, it produces a ton, very large piles. Like literal metric tons. Literal metric tons, yeah. You want metric tons of neodymium. You're going to get metric tons of all kinds of things, including thorium and all the other stuff, because you have to separate those out. Yeah, yeah, you do. There are things that can be done with those, but, you know, we kind of have a lot of regulations that say, fuck you, you can't do that. the, The reason that you can't use Florida's sulfate piles is now, because I have Carter an interesting uh, an interesting proposition related to that. Or I shouldn't say proposition, but something to note. EPA versus West Virginia. We oh, could I, see... With that. Oh, really? Okay, well, uh, they lost. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. The EPA lost. They were trying to overstep their boundaries and saying, listen, you can't have coal. You can't burn coal oh, because we say right. so. And they one. do not have the legislative authority to make that statement. They uh, I, So the specifics of this case were uh, during the Obama administration, the EPA was directed to find some way to regulate, uh, regulate greenhouse gases. So the EPA proposed a rule. It actually proposed like two rules or three rules that made it impossible to use coal. Yeah. Um, one was a mercury rule uh, and that was that was one that they thought they had really good grounds on. I think that one got uh, shot down. Um, the second and, and this was the one this, that, that came out was, was uh, just an expansion and interpretation of uh, the clean, uh, I think it's like the Clean Air Act or whatever, where they redefine CO2 mm-hmm. it as is the Clean Air Act that a, was under that. Uh, what's that? It, yes, no, that's exactly right. Right, so they redefine CO2 as some sort of, like, imminently dangerous air pollutant. The only problem is that it's... A I remember gas. this. I remember this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember it now. So, mm-hmm. so, so, because they 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 determined that CO two fit whatever this standard was for the Clean Air Act, they could control all CO two production, and they basically said that there's none of it. The problem is that CO two was not like when Congress passed the Clean Air Act, there was actually a specific series of gases that were included with the Clean Air Act for uh, regulatable like things. So yeah, and then they turned around and they did have some sort of clause in there that says or similar shit that gets found, because they always put in a clause that says or similar shit gets found because or, or a reasonable it. person would say or etc. They always have those clauses in the regulatory thing, and the EPA said that CO two falls under that due to climate change reasons, and unfortunately, you can't do that because. CO2 was, you know, at the time it was known uh, what it was. We 
Congress didn't sit there and give them the authority to regulate it, and it's a natural part of our biosphere. Yeah. So, so you can't really turn around and like the the if the EPA had the power to do the Clean Air Act using CO two, then arguably the EPA has the right <laughs> to shoot anyone that they so choose for being a CO two emitter. Oh yeah, these coughs right now I just had would right? uh, be adequate to you know put me under. Right. So so like you can't you can't turn around and say that uh that you know you can't you can't start turning around and regulating the industry that puts out this gas if it's something that we as people uh, emit and expel and so that that went to the supreme court the supreme court shut it down i don't think we'll see coal come back because coal plants are actually pretty <laughs> expensive to run yeah they also produce a fuck ton of mercury yeah it's uh not good well that was the second sulfur dioxide and a bunch of uh Bad nitrogens and uh, sorry, bad nitrogen compounds. I mean, you can you can significantly improve them. Oddly you can enough, using that shit out, but like oddly enough, using nuclear technology. But funny that. Uh, you just add a, a a coolant loop or a secondary coolant loop, and all of a sudden you can get the, and you pressurize it, and all of a sudden you get higher rates of efficiency. And higher rates of efficiency means more energy from less fuel. So you oddly enough technically drop. Well, you those see, rates, you, but... you suggest these things, and you think that uh, an enterprising young entrepreneur who runs their own plant would go, "Ah, oh, yes, I will snap this up immediately." Uh, what could no. possibly go wrong? So, so, so the possibly go wrong is that if you wanna, where coal plants traditionally are cheap because they run on boiling water <laughs> at boiling water temperatures. Uh, if you want to sit there and turn to change it to a a pressurized loop uh, yeah. style reactor, that means that they have to go super critical. And if so, they go super critical... Out here for cost, uh, typically for low pressure applications, the cost of a vessel scales as the surface area, whereas the uh, cost for a pressurized vessel tends to uh, scale roughly with its volume, and that's that can very very quickly add uh, a, a couple of zeros to your price tag. Yep. I suppose I can see it that. It is. It is a so so basically we we actually have the ability to make really clean coal plants, um, and we can we can uh, newer coal plants can actually take some of the shittier. So coal has different grades depending on the contaminants that are within the vein. Um, mm -hmm. We can produce coal plants that are very clean and and super efficient and run on cheap shitty coal because realistic like coal is a a uh, when it comes to like energy it's like the chemical engineer's dream. There are so many, so much, like, a lot of coal plants, what a lot of people don't know is there is a tremendous amount of research opportunity within a coal plant. Uh, most of them are contracting out to various other small companies that are attempting to find ways to take the stack effluents and turn it into profit because of the amount of coal that they, they run uh run through the system and because carbon is uh you know because carbon hybridizes hybridizes and does all kinds of really cool funky uh valence bond shit um you can you can start extracting out of smokestacks a lot of really cool shit 
And then on top of that, uh, you know, depending on what process you have for the rest of your you coal. Think of the, uh, you can think of the, the main the main reactor as being kind of like a, a reactor wet dream for a person who wants to see really cool compounds. Yes. Like, like you want to, you want to, if you want a, a, an order of buckyballs, they probably came from a coal plant. Um, because well, see, it turns out that because we found out how you make buckyballs by, uh, by finding them in a fucking fireplace. Funny no, um, well, so it turns out that a coal plant is a massive fireplace. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, how about that? And uh, uh, it's really, I mean, buckyballs just kind of fall right out of uh, the system. So all I have to do is run that thing through a, uh, a big old bucket of benzene or toluenes and, uh, or sorry, or uh, xylenes. And uh, you get a nice purple liquid. And, uh, and unfortunately, more more xylenes in the environment. That's kind of that's one of the major research uh, uh, opportunities in a place like that is how do you pass this hot gas through a volatile liquid and keep all the liquid back in the uh, system? Yep. Because obviously, you lose the, the the solvents, you lose money. Not just you harm the environment because you have to pay for that liquid somehow. Oh yeah, yep. I mean and you got to really you got to provide the reacting chemicals after all. But my. Uh... <laughs> My yeah. father, my father actually worked for a company called uh, STI. They're still around. I don't. I think they're down to like. I, one, I know the acronym. Yeah. Uh, Separations Technologies Incorporated. So yeah. my father, uh, basically, this guy at MIT. My father hated MIT pricks because they're they think they know what they're fucking doing, and that, that this is always a problem with the <laughs> academic engineers versus the actual like working in the field guys. Uh, so my father turned around and worked for this company called STI. And they had an electrochemical sep, or a, 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 they had a basically magnetic separation of the fly ash. And the reason that they had, so they hook up this unit, and it basically runs two belts in opposite directions. One's positively charged, and one's negatively charged. And right. in doing so, right? So you have uh, your 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 stack gas goes through first it'll go through a cyclone separator and you'll get a whole bunch of crap out of that and then it'll run through uh well actually it'll probably run through a uh, a uh what is it uh, essentially a desouring agent which is largely like yeah. a uh, uh isn't it a mean i think it's a mean uh, a lot of times they'll use an amine yeah um, i think it's an amine so they'll use they'll use the quaternaries because then they're less they basically aren't volatile yeah, and that is a very expensive process to run, but yes. they'll run that. They'll use that to take out the sulfur and the sour gases, so that'll also include CO2 removal. So uh, 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 a relevant example on a submarine would be uh, their scrubber, which uses methylamine. Yeah, uh, to get the job done. So so they'll run it through that, and after the after it finishes through that, it'll then go through a cyclone separator. And or actually, it probably does the dry stuff first. So I'm yeah, guessing, it it probably, yeah, it probably <laughs> does dry. So it's probably a cyclone separator followed by an ESP, followed by an amine solution, and then at the end of this whole entire thing is this stack gas with a whole bunch of other compounds, which rise up through the stack, cool off as they go, and start to you know condense out of the air and whatnot. If you capture these. Uh, a lot of these components you get things like ash and ash is a process has, has already gone undergone the uh basically a uh oh, what the fuck's 
lie. It's uh, uh, it basically turns into cement, right? So you can harvest all the fly yeah. ash, and it's it's an, a cheap concrete alternative. Mm. The largest problem is it's got sulfates in it. So then you you go to to pour it as cement, and it all of a sudden smells like stinky ass eggs and forms bubbles in the concrete. So one aspect is yeah. to, to harvest the fly ash as a cheaper concrete, and then find a way to clean it. That was that was actually a project my father wanted me to go work on with my chemical engineering degree, and I just didn't have the time. Um, uh, another aspect that you get on the other side is like pure carbon and various carbon compounds. And we're talking like carbon black. Uh, this stuff is... Lamp black is, is, is uh, another way for it. What's that? I said lamp black is another name for it. Yeah, it, it is like... It is it is the unburned components that come off... Like all coal is technically... Like you could run it back through the reactor uh, or back through the process plant if you really wanted to, but a lot of these carbon compounds that come out of the stack because it's in this high pressure, high steam... Uh, like optimal environment for creating random shit. Uh, a lot of this carbon carbon stuff is is a lot of exotic compounds, which can then be sold. So you take a you take a a coal plant stack, and where people see all the the steam rising up and go, oh my god, it's smoke. No, uh, there is there is a significant amount of investment in trying to pull everything out of the stack that they possibly can because it has a downstream market potential and actually adds to the revenue of the plant. Well, that makes sense. It, it does. I mean, there's going to be all these interesting, volatile, and other chemicals that are just going to be there. You know, why not harvest them? Exactly. Yep. Now, some things are a pain in the ass to harvest. Yep. And some things are not profitable to harvest because then you have to dispose of them somehow. Yep. And one of, one of those things that satisfies all of the above is mercury. Yep, that's actually one of the major problems with with the uh, um, the plant like that is is they what they don't want to do is admit they have mercury in the flue gas, and then when they have to, they don't want to capture it because then they can't dispose of it. Yep, without paying money because a lot of money, a lot of, a lot a lot of money, a lot of money. That shit is is straight up rickra. So the so only way to really what save we, it yeah, what do we do with mercury? Uh, so there, well, there are two things we that do make, with mercury the same thing that we do with everything that we don't like in our society we take <laughs> it, it we put it into a plastic trash bag and then we bury it in a hole along with all of the other things that we didn't now, really want to deal with mercury we bury itself them in a hole. does have mercury itself does have um industry potential still oh sure but the i mean we, we've got all these uh we've got to make switches and you know think of all the thermometers that we can make well, so here's the thing is, is, is the EPA doesn't just let you harvest it and sell it. Yeah. You basically have to dispose of it, and then the disposal services sell it yep. back to the chemical industry. Yep. There's not really a way around that. And the chemical industry has has to pay to dispose of it again, and then they have to pay for it to be sold back to them again. Right. It's this is, that's a really nice grift right there. This is one of the biggest problems that you have. And nuclear faces the same thing, uh, where there are these uh, regulations in place that prevent us from extracting very valuable resources from processes 
that are running and then everybody turns around and run then all the the activists run in and they say look at this process it produces a shitload of waste and you're like yeah because i can't sell any of the stuff that is really valuable in this waste stream because of people like you (laughs) you you literally made it this way well so the thing is uh there's two ways to kind of safely get rid of mercury one is to dispose of the liquid at a recycling plant uh and the other one is um is to first sulfate it and then to uh, give it to a recycling plant or throw it in the trash. Um, so mercury sulfates uh, cinnabar, and it's very very stable. It's it's practically insoluble, uh, and now you can roast it and get the mercury back out. That's how people used to get mercury is to roast cinnabar, uh, throw some carbon in there, and uh, and you know just heat the shit out of it and then catch whatever comes out. Uh, through a uh, uh, cooled off pipe as liquid. It's also how you catch missing nose. Oh, really? <laughs> funny, funny, funny. <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut. You're a right Pokemon there. nerd. You're a Pokemon <laughs> nerd. Listen, well, all I know somebody I, who caught them. I all. sat there, I caught many missing nose, but I really was just mm-hmm. after the Master Balls. As soon as I found that worked. I uh-huh. went up and I saved up the whole yeah, game. Yeah, up and down I, the coast over and over again. Oh Just yeah, like yeah. I caught, I caught, I caught a large number of Mewtwo's. Yeah, <laughs> that was how you could clone them. <laughs> so so I'm, I think the last gym boss I showed up with literally eight Mewtwo's. <laughs> so um, or six Mewtwo's or whatever. Six. It's six. Yeah. So so um, so mercury sulfide. Is uh, is practically insoluble in water, and um, and that's that's actually basically if you're if you're an amateur chemist or a home chemist, that's basically how you get rid of it, is you turn it into a sulfide and you dump it off at the recycling plant for less money than if you dropped off liquid mercury. Because hmm. it's that's basically what they'll do with it. Um, you know the whole fancy trash bag thing. Um, if they if they have an excess and they're not selling it back to chemists. That's, uh, that's what it. Craig does, because Craig is a good boy. I find my nearest river and let it float away. <laughs> oh, so you're uh, probably one of those away. folks that thinks of the uh, the electric eels in the ocean and you know provides them with their necessary foodstuffs. That's correct. <laughs> Bless you, sir. Bless you. He's the reason why tuna is so fucking high in mercury. Yeah, you know, somebody's got to blame help all those. You can all blame all the, the one guy. Someone, Listen, you got to think of the electric eels, okay? But they're ugly. Unlike that baby seal that's getting beaten with a club from my mitts. Well, yeah, but I well, actually, you know, that's a really good segue since we're talking about eels. We can go right into uh, Britain, where um, somebody died or something. So, uh, raise the flag higher. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and it is interesting I've, I've to see to, some... I've uh, tried to have somebody explain to me why Americans care about the Queen dying. I'm because like, we're allies. Didn't we fight a war about that? Like, yeah, but wasn't then we that a thing that more. we murdered people for? But no. then we fought two more uh, on their side. All right, like, look, I, someone said, why the fuck are we flying them at half mass? We should fly them higher. I said, no, we need to do both. First, we fly them at half mast because an ally was affected. We should respect that. But then we fly them taller, and we walk, we head over there and piss on her grave. 
to assert our dominance. Or, you know, just maybe because, Mount because on top of the won, Washington Monument or who something. Won, who won the back-to-back world wars? That's right. The colonials. Eat shit, Britain. Mm-hmm, that's fair. <laughs> I just, you know... But uh, with that being war, said, there was uh, there was something there was something on the BBC. Let me just uh, get this, and I'll drop it. Uh, I'll just drop it straight oh, here in the chat for you guys. You've probably seen King, this one. Now they have King Chucky, which is my favorite thing. They do. They have. Uh, they've got King Charles. But uh, there was a presenter on the BBC that brought up a really, really important point uh, just yesterday. You know, regarding the uh, the Queen. And uh, well, did it have it, to do with teeth hygiene? Sadly, no. Sadly, it, it did not. It was something of even greater importance. Now, you see, to because the British that, people, there is nothing of greater importance. You would think that, but you'd be surprised. But um, well, his uh, his words on that are with the gravity of the situation regarding the Queen's health, the energy bill situation, and the price on all that. That's that's. Of course, insignificant now, in in his words. So you're saying that the Queen died for energy in the same way that RBG stayed alive to get rid of abortion? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. That sounds rather curious. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, that and, you know, Liz Trutz goes and visits, and then uh, not but a day later, well... That's got to be embarrassing. Boy, it sure does. It sure does. (laughs) Who is this? Ah, the new prime minister of uh, Great Britain. She's uh, she has she's expressed some um, some anti-monarchist sentiment in the past, and then you know went to visit the monarch, and then the monarchs did. But I'm not saying anything. That's just a weird coincidence, literally. I express anti-monarch sentiment all the time. I mean, nothing wrong with that. We're we're American. It's like it's it'd be un-American not to. And then we go and elect Joe Biden. Elect. Damn. Anyway, but yeah. So uh, we've got um, we've got a picture here. I'll, uh, I'll pop that up now, on I don't the mean screen to of move uh, things along here. But at some point here soon, I do want to go to bed. Yeah. When's the age going up? Uh, she is not, unfortunately. Is oh, okay. When what? What's going on? Nothing. <laughs> Literally. <sighs> Well, what was going to go on? Uh, we were going to get a caller, but uh, she was feeling sick, so no. Our, our good friend Adrian was going to uh, give a call in. Who yeah, is, but... who is Adrian? Aid. Aid Zero. I, I... Friend of the You're show. You're going to have to do better than that. Friend of the show. Ah. Yeah. Um, I've somebody... known on, on the Twatters, and uh, I've known on the Twatters for quite a while. and uh, Yeah, somebody has been connected with... Um, a lot of the uh, internet of fear mind communities like uh, ED, uh, you know, maybe vague connections to Kiwi Farms, that kind of thing. You know, just... Known to the boss there. Known to Josh. Oh my. That is a very good picture and I'm going to put it on the screen immediately. Ah, oh, yes. The queen left the throne in good hands. Oh my god. He is about to die. Oh dear. King Charles. Oh Holy dear. Shit. Holy shit. What the fuck? I'm gonna put out I'm, I'm I'm gonna have a 
I'm gonna have a copy of that one and put that one in the show links because oh my god, this this does not look uh, healthy at all. At all. Spot of Sasha's there, Chucky. I mean, you know, if we were looking at somebody the size of Kim.com, okay, but we're not. We're looking yeah, at ostensibly a, a normal size guy that looks that like he is indicates. wearing. Um, surgical gloves that have been filled with air. So, so, um, or in this case, that fluid. Is, that is uh, inability of the heart to pump properly. It's indicate it's indicative of congestive heart failure. That's advanced yeah. clubbing. That's that was exactly what I was thinking. Huh. I, well, I, I I would challenge I would challenge a fucking cardiologist on this one. Yeah, that's not good. That's very not good. But again. So, so like you can survive for a while like this, and you can you know maybe even recover to a certain degree. But at his age and his advanced state here, he's probably going to be is... joining her soon. Right. Very real <laughs> chance. Very, very real chance there. Well, so uh, I guess that'll just kind yeah, of he'll get move heart on down surgery the before that. If he hasn't I'm already. Like, but at his age, he's not a good candidate. Like. Well, and you we've know, got to consider that at his, at his avoid wealth. all the risk factor shit. Sorry, avoid all the uh, uh, the risk factor shit uh, for for whether or not the alcohol will be positive. Avoid like you know whether or not he's going to be a good candidate to receive a heart from the pool. Let's just assume he's going to get a transplant. The outcome might not be like the outcome potential might not be a better prognosis than uh his current one the well to be fair on. though he would be able to afford literally the toppest of top end healthcare, so it's entirely possible he could get a yeah, well, I mean, heart with his own might, dna i'm just saying here that he might just like die on the table also that also at that, that age, and also at that, at that advanced age, state of you know damage at that age the um the blood vessels can just kind of fall apart under the wrong conditions, and there'd be nothing to sew into to keep the heart pumping into the circulatory system. That's that's a valid point. And at that can at that state, like bypass doesn't work very well because you have the same shredding issue. Uh, you can have basically uh, arterial dissection, yeah, so there's... blood can get between the layers of the artery oh, and yeah. embolize the outer wall, and then you have a bleed. Oh, and, yeah, and that, that would be very, very good. down the line. Yeah. So, so at this advanced state in this advanced age, the outcome on the table might not be like he might he might live longer having congestive heart failure than if he tried to fix it. That's uh, that's actually that's unfortunately very very possible. I, and and this and again this I mean at this stage it looks like he's got a couple of years maybe, but like he could live, you know, with with proper care another decade like this, he'd just be kind of uncomfortable and wouldn't be able to do a whole lot. Well, I mean, looking at that picture, it's he's probably not right. able to do a whole lot currently. Well, what I'm wondering is how the fuck he's going to get that ring off, because that is Venus... <laughs> That's what I do. That, that, is, that is Venus return constriction right there that is destroying his finger. Yeah. Quite literally. Like, it's going to start changing color soon. Like, all of this could be also explained by him having, like, ridiculously strong live strong bands behind his wrists like just way too tight possible 
Not likely, <laughs> but possible. Not likely. I mean, he doesn't really strike me as a live strong type, but you know. Maybe he was just slapping some scorpions or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe handling you know the royal bees. Yeah, maybe he went out there and decided to jack off with some poison ivy or something. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not seeing a rash, so probably not. But uh... it could be like the whole the whole skin there. I mean, he might have wiped it on his face too. He might just be covered in it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who can say? He, he, really? might, he might have a, a terminal erucial addiction. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I mean, who can say? Fucking Brits with their fucking weird things. They do. They do have weird things that they do. Oh, speaking of, I've got an interesting picture here of... Uh, King Charles with uh, Sir Evelyn de Rothschild. I'll make sure and throw that down below because, you know, he's a big fan of uh, those guys. You know, he's 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 one of those in-crowd kind of dudes, you know? Knows all the movers and the shakers. The Rothschilds, the Soroses, and all that good stuff. But, At least uh, he's the one that got, uh, that got basically excommunicated from the family and told to go and defend himself on yeah. uh, pedophilia charges. All by himself, you know. I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, when you stole mine to the king one day, when your uh, when your two kids have uh, their claim to fame as one of them is Andrew, and the other is Charles. <sighs> well, I could see why uh, I can see why she wanted to reign for so very, very, very long. Yeah. Because it would have either gone to Andrew or Charles. Imagine if she retired, how quickly she would have been offed. Yeah, it would have been Prince Andrew. It would have been King Andrew, friend of uh, friend of Jeffrey Epstein. Now we already know that uh, Epstein vacationed at the Queen's cottage because we've all seen the pictures. So, how much closer would that relationship have grown? We can only imagine. I hate to say it, but I'm going to bed. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I but, um, have done too much work today. Sorry, guys. I'm exhausted. Hey, man, go get some Z's. Relax. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're kind of closing up anyway, so no worries. i get you some good rest. And we'll actually... Uh, Actually, we'll kind of wrap up with. Uh, well, we like to end on that kind of But uh, but first, uh, Liz, how about an update from you? You've been uh, living out there in hell for a while. Uh, how's how have things progressed? <laughs> well, um, after the uh, the death of my business partner, which is when we talked the last time, uh, we we had uh -huh. gone through just basically um, we had to dissolve the partnership and do do all of that stuff so I could run the business by myself. Um, because he had basically reached the point where he had to file for bankruptcy before he was struck by the drunk driver. So there was a, a bit of that going on. So I've bought into uh, a, a local practice so that um, I sort of have a, a partnership. I still have my contract with the NHL and, you know, things are just, uh, I, I mean, I ha we have eight employees, so it, it's just, it's a rebranding. MP Fitness had to, it had to go away, but... You know, now we're something else. So it was, uh, and we've had, I have, um, 
And unfortunately, back in February, um, after struggling with his depression throughout the entirety of lockdowns, my best friend took his own life. So that was, yeah, I've had so many people die of cancers that went undiagnosed. I've had two of my closest friends take their own lives. And it's just, I'm just disgusted with how everything, how everything went with it, with this procedure. I just, lockdowns just destroyed everyone around me. I mean, it's just. Yeah. The fallout has been personally. The fallout has just been. I don't even have words for it. it it's my uncle ended up dying of a stomach cancer. That um, it well, you, you can't diagnose cancer over Zoom. I'll put it that way. By right. the time they found out the stomach pains he had was a tumor, it he didn't even last six months. Mm-hmm. And I know of like, and I've and I've had two very good clients where the the, the same thing happened, and, and in both cases it was breast cancer. And by the time they found it, it had gotten into their lungs. Like, it, oh, and geez. I don't know how many people, how many more stories are like that. I mean, you talk to people every day of people, people they've lost to suicides, that they've lost to undiagnosed illnesses, and it's just, it's it's terrifying. Well, because I'll say this: like, my uncle recently um, completed his chemo, and and it was it was pure fucking luck that um, that his doctor ordered a, a blood test to check like just on a, a gut instinct and uh, for something else and they happened to catch um, I can't remember the cancer off the top of my head it was it might have been a lymphoma uh, but, they, but he, he you know caught uh, whatever it was in stage one and it's like this it was completely fucking random chance it wasn't even like you know, oh, I have a pain or something. Like by the time you get to the point where you have a physical manifestation, like you are talking about already being stage three. You know, it's it's not likely that. I mean, sometimes you'll feel a lump around stage two, uh, stage one, stage two. But like, it's very rare to catch it in stage one. But I, I think, think of myself personally. So people, I think of myself. Yeah, myself personally. I went um, back in. July was the first in-person doctor's appointment I'd had since before the pandemic. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, uh... Yeah. That's crazy. Everything else was via Zoom, and I would go into a trailer where you stuck your arm through a hole, and that's how they took your blood. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, I've been able to that's go to insane. my doctor basically the whole time in Florida. Yeah, it was it was in, it was in a trailer. They just <coughs> got down. I know for, for, for us how, how, how they had it. Now, again, I'm in, you know, sports recovery, so I was considered non-essential. March 15th of 2020 to January 24th of 2021 was how long we were not allowed to work. Good God, that is a And I can't tell you how many, I can't tell you how many little mom and pop gyms. There's all kinds of different fitnesses in, in in the plaza where I work. There is where I, I have my, my practice. We had a restaurant that was, it was third generation Indian restaurant that's gone. We had a travel agency. They, they, they went out in 2020. We had another little, it was this little thrift shop that they had that was famous for this. He had this weird bear doll that she would dress the, the bear up. It was like a, a, a life-size teddy bear doll. And she would, she was famous for dressing this teddy bear up to do, to do these little panoramas, little, he would be playing tennis. He'd be roller skating. Yeah. And this, this little piece of kitsch that was a part of our community is gone. Mm-hmm. The dog groomer that was in the plaza, they're not there anymore. And the, and the entire span of these four little places that used to be there, there's now a Chick-fil-A and a Hobby Lobby 
and you no, know, and the mom and pops that I was in there with are gone. That's and to me, it's it's disgusting. It, it just feels so gross to drive by them on the way into in, into my space. Mm, well, that's to sad. know what we lost. It's you do because it's a palpable loss. It really is. Well, that's kind of a part of your community. It's yeah. These are these are these are our. Our people, our own people. These, you know, these are our neighbors. That when I went in, I knew everybody at Raja. I, I, I brought them a gift when she had her baby. Like it's, I, I don't. It is. It's there's a grief, and when you, I can't, I, I can't bring myself to go into to the Hobby Lobby, and I don't, I don't eat fast food, so. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I Fair enough. And everything's everything's been been lost. It's just you you were driving down the street in 2021, the beginning of 2021. It was like a ghost town. Everything was closed. All the four lease signs were up. The parking lots were empty. It was it it really did. It it, it felt like the end of the world for for a long time. And I think I still kind of feel that way towards it. It's I don't. I, I think we were all broken a little bit by this, and it's, and it was all unnecessary, all of it. Yeah, pretty much. It would have, uh, if it had been handled properly, maybe in the beginning, maybe then. But then I it mean, would have been we, a month, we, we maybe. Half-assed, we half-assed these lockdowns; <coughs> they were completely fucking ineffective. And then we wondered why why these places were so much harder hit. It's like, well, nobody could work. Nobody could. I mean, if you if you're gonna do that, then you need to actually do the fucking lockdown. You can't just have all these special uh, these special inclusions for what's essential. And that you know, like, oh, you know, the small shops are not essential, but you know, everybody can go to Target still. It's like, that's well, not how it fucking that, works. I think the thing that was terrifying for me is that out of nowhere, with no warning at all, I can be deemed yeah. non-essential and not allowed to work for ten fucking months. Like that's. That is something that, to, that to me, that that's, that's, that's something enormous. that I'm going to be gun shy. I'm going to be gun shy of that for a very long time, and I don't yeah. think that, you know. And there's a lot of a lot of loss for me that I'm never going to forgive, and I'm never going to forget. Yeah. And I doubt I, I'm the only person who feels that way. No, not by a long shot. And that's the thing you can't ever forget because these people will not stop, and they'll just do it again. I mean, like, yeah. like I said earlier. They're using the same fucking line for uh, for energy consumption. Oh, I mean, God, you'd yeah, think they would at least change us. the line to something else. Thing is, like that one is the one that one specifically. It's it's not only that they're using the same line; it's completely inapplicable in that context. Yeah, it's it's not even like good. It's not even like where they're trying to say the build back better thing and cram it into everything. At least then you can you've got like something that sounds relatively benign flatten the fucking curve has got nothing but bad fucking juju assess uh, attempts well, to she it. didn't get the new npc patch you know it's not her fault yeah i guess so it's uh yeah, yeah well yeah just like the old one she's just repeating the lines that uh, that they built in i guess uh, but we like to close well, you know on a happy is. note if you don't upgrade the motherboard you can't use the newer pieces oh yeah and we downgraded <laughs> so there you go <sighs> Oh, uh, a funny thing that we should mention uh, related to what we've been talking about is um, that uh, Inflation and Reduction Act that uh, got passed because of the help of Joe Manchin. Well, there were promises made to Joe Manchin. 
in that, uh, that in that well they're they're not really being kept so <laughs> Fuck oh shame so can you can you imagine that the Democrats even lied to their own what they would just go and lie <laughs> so so speaking of uh speaking of that shit um I get so I, we can we can run through so we already covered the gas problem but there are three other things in the DMs I sent you yeah uh, just that I saw on Twitter uh, and the one that I think is most pressing is uh, is uh, credit card firms so we we saw how credit card firms have been kind of tightening up their ability to fuck with people mm-hmm. um, this is another one and, and this is a reason to use cash for uh, any and all things uh, involved with your Second Amendment rights at this point. Uh, because fuck these people. I'll have a link to the uh, AP story as well. The Firearms Policy Coalition is yeah. actually already on the process. So uh, uh, credit card firms are uh, going to start coding gun and ammo pur- uh, purchases. To have begun. Sorry, not ha- not will, but have begun. Yeah, they already have. Uh, they've got coding yeah. for it. So anything already that's happening. done is now going to be coded specifically. So Disgusting. So I, I I get it, and like, this would be somewhat fine if it weren't for the fact that companies like Mastercard uh, are willing to fuck people completely over um, for their political speech or for their purchases, etc. Companies like that, like if, if you're going to be a payment processor, you process the fucking payment and then you get the hell out of my life. That's um, how it works. But sell the hot dog, hot dog salesman. MasterCard doesn't want to just be a fucking credit card company. They want to impact your way of life by dictating it. And that is why I I, I use I, I have a MasterCard by by kind of force majeure off on the bank's uh, side of things. We switched over from Visa, which was not a you know, not a much better company, but at least they're uh, at least they keep their virtue signals to a relative minimum. Uh, relative is a strong word to user, but that's all all I can use. Um, they swapped over to Mastercard. I had no fucking say in this. I wish I did because I would have strongly opposed uh, it. Uh, so now everybody has to deal with fucking Mastercard uh, at my uh, my bank. So I, I basically at this point I end up using Amex for just about everything. And no, thankfully they're uh, they're if, on the list too. If, yeah, but again, I think you know with this. It just kind of screams to you, use cash for, uh, well, not just for as much as possible here, like specifically anything to do with guns and ammo. That is getting incredibly any, difficult. Has, any has anyone part, else anything. noticed how many how, how many places are just refusing to take cash now? Oh, so uh, Starbucks, yeah. we covered this, I think, last week or the week before. Indeed we did. They, uh, I believe it's October they, uh, that they're going to be going completely cashless. They're gonna go for as long as that lasts. You will not be able to use anything, uh, any any uh, any kind of cash there. Uh, they'll be only used uh, accepting credit cards for a time. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing that uh, uh, I mean, I, I imagine at some point they might have the uh, uh, Starbucks card that you have to buy exclusively and fund from your bank account. It's possible. I mean, it might end up that they have uh, a kiosk in the store where you can do it because. Uh, well, I'd happily watch Starbucks go bankrupt, but that's just me. Ah, uh, no, it's not just. Oh you. yeah, it <laughs> is definitely not just you. I promise. I would be I mean, glad I've to see that company corner. go under. I've been to the corner of New York where there are three Starbucks. And right. All I have to say about Starbucks is that 
you should look into Stocking Mill Coffee and Stocking Mill Roasters because they're an excellent company. They're uh, they are now based in Florida and are looking to open up their first uh, actual physical location and possibly they have a great even roast. a oh they do they have got and I think Wig Splitter is the most caffeinated coffee on the market at the moment. Now we should also now you know what? I think we should talk to Jeremy. I wonder if, how much he would pay us. <laughs> mm. Hey Jeremy, you can buy my loyalty, man. You can do it. <laughs> Talk about coffee brand coffee, man. I mean, like I am a stocking mill roasters kind of guy, but I could be convinced to endorse another quality brand. I could be convinced. Uh, Convince me. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. I will. I will absolutely be forwarding that kind of info along to him. And say, hey Jeremy, I got a deal for you. You know, we. I mean, we are. The up and coming dissident uh, dissident science podcast. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe there is no one else in this field. Perhaps, actually, no. There there's like one or two other people in this, but I don't think there's a lot of visibility in this particular. Are, are, any, are any of them actually like sane and base their shit off science? Uh, no. <laughs> and I also don't think anybody else has got anywhere near the pedigree of you know talent I'm bringing to this show either. Oh, that's kind of, kind of why I've stopped listening to fitness podcasts now. It's basically all just a bunch of Instagram influencers sparring bro science. And it's, it's disgusting. The ones that aren't doing that have basically devolved their content into, oh, look at this freak on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at freaks on TikTok, just follow Libs of TikTok, and you'll get all the freaks you will ever need. Well, I can't I tell you also... how many... How many fitness podcasts I used to follow that now all they do their content is is to to rip on like you know fat activist TikTokers like <laughs> why don't you just I mean there's a place for that and it's like but there's a place for that but that's what YouTube. I was listening to you guys for yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's called it's called the well, I mean frankly here like it's, it's funny so I I, I uh, yeah, I, I do gardening and stuff, and so Epic Gardening is is one of the channels I'll occasionally watch. And he has a couple where he, and I think he figured out quickly that the formula wasn't working because you know there's these shitty videos on uh, on YouTube uh, by Blossom or whatever the fuck it's called that are just you know you know these these Epic Gardening hacks, which is just a, a series of of ways to kill plants basically. Uh, <laughs> doesn't actually fucking work. It's like, I can waste three months of my life waiting for nothing to happen. Really? Uh, yeah, it's, it's garbage. He did a couple of, uh, he did a couple of, of reaction videos to it. And I mean, you can tell he's kind of bored of the idea because he doesn't want to watch someone fail to grow plants. And, uh, and his audience is also similarly not exactly enamored because there's not a whole lot of engagement. It's like, I, I came here to, like, watch you fucking grow shit and tell me about the new plant you made, man, not to watch this garbage shit that everyone keeps suggesting to me on fucking YouTube. Oh, speaking of YouTube, I, I need to make a quick note um, to anyone who is tuning in. This will not be available on YouTube until at least later Sunday, because that's when the seven days off of the strike comes through. Did we get another one? Uh, well, no. This is the this is the one for episode uh, seventy one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're on. Uh, we're recording right now. This is one oh nine. So episode seventy one 
that was struck just under a week ago, peculiarly. But uh, yeah, a nice old episode that uh, has anything objectionable is completely covered by everything we went over. And what kind of strike do we get? Oh, medical misinformation, of course. Oh my fucking god! And that was the one with uh, <laughs> Jen Dahl. So, ah, uh, uh, and the thing about it is, I've got uh, everything linked up. So, uh, to fill anybody uh, of the listenership in, uh, made the appeal. Appeal was denied, of course, very quickly. Interestingly enough, uh, well, that evening. So I made the appeal in the morning. It was denied in the evening. Unlike the last appeal, which I made, you know, within an hour of getting it, and um, that one, I could guarantee I was in the right. And that one, they never replied to. They just let the strike expire. Funny enough. But this one? No, no, not this time. So I get a, I get in touch with Team YouTube on Twitter, and they actually got back in touch with me. I <laughs> expect nothing is going to come of that, but hey, you right. know, we'll, uh, we'll see. I'll hit them back up tomorrow and say, hey, any, uh, any movement on that? And I think I already know I the answer. I can't imagine they're going to do anything with it, especially the way that they've been allowing people to abuse the copyrights system. So, oh yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the update on the channel. Good times. I, it's, to be frank, like if we fucking lose, if we fucking lose the channel. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I'd be laughing pretty hard because I mean. Pretty much for the most, like for the most part, we've been pretty on point with uh, sourcing. Yeah, I mean, we've been months uh, ahead of literally everything that's good, come out. Good back and forth. You know, we've 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 had sound science behind everything we've discussed. Both, you know, especially all the stuff we've had disagreements on between me and uh, uh, Steve. Like, we, we have. I'll we tell have you. Yeah. I'll tell you, I knew more, I knew more about how the vaccines worked and what was going on with them from listening to this podcast than, than having a conversation with my goddamn doctor. Like, that's she. What really would, was pissed me off at the time of, of of getting mine was that nobody could answer any of my questions about my my main question was is this safe for me as someone with hypertension because I heard about right. some heart related issues regarding it. I could not get anyone to answer that question for me without being told. I, I've had doctors literally ask me if I was an anti-vaxxer. Like, no, I'm asking you if this is safe for me. Not, not telling you that I don't believe in vaccines or anything. Literally asking, is this safe for me with hypertension? I've heard of some heart-related complications. So no one yeah, would answer me the question. Reasonable question. You asked your yeah. doctor for medical advice. What sort of monster are you? I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> and like, they, just asking the questions, they treated it like it was heresy. It was. It was bizarre. Yeah. How dare you ask me, a doctor, bizarre. a medical question? See, that's that's quite frustrating because literally the first thing that any layperson should say, and it's certainly what I say, is that you need to talk to your doctor about these things. It's not like a trick Tell question. Tell the employees like, the same thing. It's it's no trick question. You know, talk to your doctor about your personal health shit, man. It's, it's what anybody's supposed to say. Yeah. Because the doctor's supposed to know your medical history as well as you or potentially better. It's it, If any random person tells you that they know what your, is best for your health, they're 
they're just fucking wrong. Yeah, they're they're either fucking with you, they're doing it for somebody else's benefit, or they're doing it for money. And that's probably the answer, one way or the that other. Was the tactic, that was the tactic I took with my employees, that if you're going to get vaccinated, have a conversation with your doctor, make sure that the, the pros outweigh the cons, and make your decision from there, I'll accept whatever it is. But... I am not the only one who couldn't even get to the point of that conversation. They were just par- They were just. They were just parroting. Okay, when can we schedule you? In? When can we schedule you in? Hey, it's. Hey, excuse me. Have you opened up my fucking file? <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I, had, I had a good discussion with my doctor. I, I he not he, he trusts me on this kind of stuff too. Like he he and I have a a genuine conversation. Or, you know, he and I will go down, like, details of stuff. You know, I, I've got my own various conditions i got to deal with. And we have to have that discussion. You know, so, I mean, we've, we've mentioned it before on the podcast. I, I I don't, I mean, again, it's it's the vast majority of people with the same condition live perfectly normal life, so it's not like I'm majorly concerned. But I don't produce IgA, period. Like, that's that's half of your fucking immune defense, gone that's all all your mucous membranes that's your igg for that area i don't produce it so i have to worry you know is this even going to affect anything if i take this vaccine am i going to get good protection somehow you know is it Valid worth it question considering it, it carries a risk because they produce all that interferon i mean again if the the, obviously, the benefit uh, outweighs the risk. The risk here because the uh, I, the uh, interferon release is so much shorter. So clearly, I went ahead and went with it. But like again, I have I have to ask these questions because otherwise, you know, and I'm not a doctor, so I go to him and I say, look, I'm not a doctor. Here's my reasoning. Am is, am I wrong here? Am I right here? Is any of this, you know, is there another direction we need to go with this? Uh, you know, you have my medical history there. I don't remember all of it, obviously. Well, he has it all written down, so he can go back and consult it. Well, and that, and that was the other concern was my husband. He, he's he's had he's had a history of um, issues with vaccinations where he's had really bad reactions, and sure. both of his yes. both of his both of his brothers threw clots after getting the vaccine. So he he had to fight tooth and nail for a medical exemption while he waited for the Novavax to be approved, which he just recently finished a second dose of. But they, they did the same. They did the same thing to him, though. It was oh, well, oh, so, so you're an anti-vaxxer? No, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just don't want to throw a clot like my two brothers did. Yeah, like uh, what was it? Some uh, high school football kid See? here a couple weeks back. They uh, they had to pull out feet of clots from his legs, and he's n- not going to play again at least for years, maybe ever. Here's the thing, like how many how many men do we know that I I know of two men, like not even thirty, who just dropped dead. Now here, here's here's the concern you should have when you start and and it's perfectly reasonably concerned with this, but here's the concern you should have when you start going down roads like this is is it a frequency bias or is it a selection bias? It's like is it, is this something that has been happening around you and you just haven't noticed until it you kind of got hypersensitive to it? Well, the thing is, and, we're not allowed to ask know, that question in the first place. But you see, but here's the thing: is is reality is is not simple. You know, the nature and nurture kind of thing. You say, well, which is it? Which one? And it's always a combination. Same thing is going on here. It's likely that there's something else going on. It's also very likely that you're now hypersensitive to these conditions. 
Well, not necessarily, because this is something that it happened like within like a, a, a set period of time where the link could be made for these for these two guys. And I don't think we had enough. We have enough data to know. Well, again, here's the thing: is, is were there existing conditions this aggravated? What 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 else was going on? Now, remember, we don't have remember enough information, risk, and we can't study it because we don't know again, what the risks are. You have to remember, risk is statistical. So, like your husband saying, "Hey, I don't want to risk this because these events are proximate, and you know we're blood related here, brothers." I don't want to have the same exact. I don't want to have to have this kind of same set of conditions for this to happen. I, I think again, it's perfectly reasonable to bring that up. A doctor accusing you of being anti-vax is fucking ridiculous. Absolutely. Well, you know, and one other thing that we have to bring up that there is no one in the medical community other than probably Tony Fauci himself that is going to deny is that if this shit gets into your blood and hits your heart, you're in trouble. Uh, everybody knows this. Uh, Tony well, knows it, but he won't say. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and we figured, we found out that if you get an intramuscular shot, it's it's basically it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Whether that's good or bad, yeah. whatever you think of it, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Something, and that is something. Thankful for listening to the to this podcast, where I made damn sure that I, they put it in in a, in a spot of my body that there's no way they they couldn't hit the muscle. Like because exactly. I'll tell you right. we've all we've all had that phlebotomist that the bitch goes fishing. <laughs> yeah, it, there yes. there you go. Or you oh, get to, or that you. one or Tony Only. himself. Tony himself when he was talking about Trump, it's like, well, I'd give it to him in a real unpleasant place. Yeah, okay. Like, and you're a doctor, <laughs> right? First exactly. you do harm, right? Dickhead. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I, I tell you, I had this wonderful bottomist uh, take blood for me, and she was like a fucking sewing machine. I felt stapled. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I've I've had them because I have a I have There's hyperthyroidism as well as as well as the the, the hypertension. Yeah. So I get blood drawn about every six months or so, and I'm telling right. you, I. I, I, I hydrate, I do all the things you're supposed to do, make sure they take it out of my right arm, not my left, everything, and it doesn't matter. I will always get that one that I come and I, I look like I just I, I just had somebody shoot me in the arm. Like, it's just this giant, like... Like you were standing in front of Dick Cheney or something. Yeah, uh, no, it looks, like, it looks like somebody hit me with like a paintball gun or something. Oh, not a shotgun. Got Damn. It. Yeah, like well, giant bruises. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I just it's it's it, it is it is alien to me that that a person can't go to their doctor and have a frank discussion about whether or not their health history impacts their medical decisions. Or you know, the crazy thing is, is there was like three different vaccines nuts. at the time. It was Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, and uh, AstraZeneca. And at the time, right. I didn't know which, if any of the three, I should have. I should have been able to have that conversation, and I genuinely yeah. couldn't. And I had to listen to some to, to a bunch of random engineers on a podcast to be able to make that decision. That's that's sick. That's just sick. I mean, it's. I, I get, I, I'm glad we were here I, to provide I, the information, but it's a shame that you had yeah. to go so far to find it. I have seen you more about what the, R, the mRNA part of it does by listening to Craig than my doctor fucking knew. It's but it's sad that we're in it, such a such a state. Yeah, I, I I am very happy that you I could I could help educate you on this stuff. But like at the same time, 
That's fucking Yeah, then it falls to, like, to some rando and two engineers to, to explain this shit is, uh, that, that's, oh, that, that, that does not speak well of our, our medical community. I shared it with everyone. I shared it with everyone. I, I, that particular podcast, I shared that episode with everyone. Like this is, this is, they go into it. They tell you how the, how it works. Listen to it. And I would even give them the timestamp. Thank you. And it like, was because I tell you, it was like, the I'm, only person who was in that position. Like, I'm also glad that, you know, we had Steve there because without adversarial discussions that we have, like, and you hear it where we, we try to come back and, and get to the basis facts that we everybody needs to be able to agree on before we start giving our policy disagreements. And, well, and, and he had a he had a valid important. point. He had a valid point, which which even yeah, and even and even myself myself was at. There wasn't enough information, long term clinical information for it that I didn't feel safe making the decision myself. Like I just I just right. did. There there was not enough information for me. I should have been able to go to this person who could explain everything to me and say, okay, yeah, get 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 the J and J. Exactly. You know, like, here's your pros, here's your cons, and here's your options. And yeah, no, yeah. most people were denied that. The whole hope at the end of, the, of those discussions was that when we say to go to your, like, the, the hope is that you're an informed customer. You know, you go to your doctor and you say, look, I know I know about these risks and these rewards here, and, and I don't know how to balance these things appropriately in, in the context of my health history. Can you, as the medical professional, do your fucking job? And that should be like, and, and I again, I, I love being able to go to my GP and and have these discussions outright. With you know, I just tell them what I think and say I'm not the doctor. Can you confirm, deny, or tell me I'm an idiot here? Yeah, that's and it, yeah, that's and, what a good relationship with your doctor is supposed to be. Right. It, that's and you know, and and I I don't know if it's like they just don't. They're, they're overpacking their schedules, or like they just don't give a shit about their patients. Well, they got a lot of dances to do. Let's be I'd fair. Say it's, I'd say it's a little bit of both because the, the, the schedule gets overpacked. Like if I'm having a doctor's appointment, I know that I have to take the fucking day off just just because of how much. Right. A, they're a time vampire. They just they suck all the time out of your day. Absolutely. And uh, if I did that to one of my patients, they'd fire me as their practitioner. Immediately, right? Like a fifteen-minute appointment, you know, twenty-minute appointment becomes fucking two and a half hours. It can be up as many as six, and you and and it's kind of like they don't even look at a record. They're just they they don't pay attention to anything. They they're just okay. Well, here, get your, just go over here to the phlebotomy clinic. You're 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 fine. Whatever. You don't even get to discuss anything with them. In, in some cases, it's that's just crazy. Yeah, that's that's utterly yeah. ridiculous. Like, I have I have clients that have come into my practice for, for sports therapy that I've discussed their conditions with them longer than their doctors have. Wow. Oh, man. That's... that's and I only have sense. a 15-minute intake. Oh, no, man. Okay, that's, you, like, that's not good. I gotta tell you, like, I thought the wait times, and, you know, and, and again, my doctor's great and all, uh, he's got a small clinic, and he works most of the days in the hospital. Uh, like I thought that the wait times and that kind of shit was a bit ridiculous on my end. Like, just here in, like, California sucks, dude. I mean, I don't have to. I don't. I don't have to wait that long. But I have to see, like, I have to see a, a, a specialist for something. So like, that's I get to, 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 to talk to my yeah. doctor. Like, I have. We have an online portal. I can message him. 
You know, it's like we go in there, we talk for a bit. I, you know, he, we get the orders written up. Because I'm lazy, I don't do it like my dad does. Uh, he 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 messages his doctor first, and uh, he can he can get the uh, phlebotomy done before the visit, and then they just discuss the results in person. Part of the problem done. too is we're still we're there, a lot of the hospitals here are still functioning like we're still in lockdown. Oh yeah, that's right. Like they're, Things they're, are they're still, still real it. real weird over there. Yeah, there's there's yeah in in some in some areas the 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 hospital. Oh, yeah, you say in some areas. Too. In some yeah. areas, are these high COVID incidence areas or not? Oh, no, it's what just, they their policy. It's, speci- it's specific hospitals. It's specific hospitals that, that are doing it. The, the larger hospitals are still acting like everybody's going to die of COVID. Like it's, and my specialist is in one of these larger hospitals, yeah. which See, is why. Florida is like fucking the United States graveyard. All the fucking white tops come here. How the hell is it that we manage the pandemic so much better than everyone else on an age-adjusted basis? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a fucking mystery. It's I a fucking no mystery. We, va- we managed to vaccinate them here, and we managed to keep them alive here better than just about everywhere else. We kept your state open for most of it. We kept your state open for most of it. I, I I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know because they're still acting I mean, here like nothing. We, we said like if you want to wear a mask, that uh, it, we it was funny because we did the opposite <laughs> of what we did with helmets here for for riding bikes. If you ride a bike without a helmet here, uh, your ass is getting pulled over. But you know, we said basically like you know for the most part, except for the national policy, masks are going to be optional in most places. Businesses can dictate it on their own, and when they feel that it's the right time, you can take the sign down or whatever. Oh no! You have people here. I I shit you not. I was out, I was out for a run the other day. There was a woman. She was she was out by herself on the other side of the street from me, and she had her mask on outside in a hundred and something degree heat, on a, walking her over there, and she and she had gloves on. Wow. She's Why? there's no one near her. I mean, wow. look, I see look, people with masks just... and gloves in their fucking cars. It's it's. Like we've okay. we've discussed like we've discussed like the, the a rational you know it, from from both ends of of like the safety discussion we've discussed like what what is a rational means like of determining kind of how to gauge your need to have these these various TPE I and I, I'm I'm more safety conscious than Steve is on these kind of areas and it's ridiculous to me. That someone would have, and I'm guessing they probably even weren't rated devices. Oh, of course not. Like, does someone no, have was, a fucking was, mask on by themselves with fucking gloves on? These are, these are these are cloth masks. They're the PPI. BP, so they're PPI I have, yeah, I have the K the KN95s. That's what I wear, right. and I wore them in the beginning because I'm asthmatic. So wow. I've right. I've had I had a lung infection a couple years ago that caused my left lung to collapse. So I have a lot of I have a lot of scarring on the left lung, which is why I see a specialist. I've had that experimental stent surgery to kind of open my lungs up. So I was wearing the mask because this thing could probably have killed me. But you know, they think I had it though back in November of 2019 because I uh-huh. I got sick. I got sick. It, it was almost like a normal flu. But the difference is when I got the bronchitis afterwards. I couldn't shake it for like six weeks, no, no matter what medications we threw at it. Hmm. But well, again, I'm a fitness professional, so I'm a lot healthier than someone else in my condition. 
You know, right. I don't know if no. that helped me. At, I don't know if that helped me at all. Well, no. But... Being, so here's the thing: being being um, in shape means you have better vascular uh, uh, circula- circulation in general. You have better vascularization, so you have you have more access points in a lot of different places. Well, that we look at the number one comorbidity: obesity. Obesity. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, but but you were medical misinformation if you mentioned it. It was something that, like, well, here's the thing: the is obesity is so prevalent in the United States, and it's so it's it's so comorbid with so many other conditions that it's kind of it's not a red herring, but you could kind of see how someone would say that seems irrelevant. Let's pick another condition that's more co- that's common and also a problem. But no, it really is a major problem if you're not like you're like. If you're, if, Listen, so your body if you're, has got to provide energy to that fat. If it's not providing energy obese, to that fat, it could be using it for something else, like your immune system. Well, well you got to remember that obesity, like obesity, is a shitty number to go by, just in general. Like, uh, sorry, your BMI, like for obesity, it's 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 just a shitty number to go by. Oh yeah, but I mean, I could be stacked like, like a brick house and two hundred fifty pounds. Because... If we're, t- we're t- thinking about what people think of when they think obese. Like morbidly obese, like a someone with a BMI of like forty-two, that's just like half fat and half human. Like, yeah, well, I mean, someone someone like myself, the BMI is useless for because I mean, I'm I'm five foot three, I'm one hundred thirty-eight pounds, but I'm solid muscle. I I, I power lift in my spare time. I right. look like it. Okay, the BMI is useless to me. It, it has it, you know Arnold in his heyday as as being obese because you know right. in some cases, but for most people. It's indicative of a, of a lifestyle in with other things. It's one of many numbers. It's one of many right. factors. But again, if we're thinking about like a person who is like 40 plus obese, 40, yeah. BMI 40 plus, like that is, it doesn't matter if you're a bodybuilder at that point. You're probably really fucking fat. Probably. <laughs> probably. Like, I mean, unless you, you are go an to the orc. gym and you've got massive biceps because you walk your way down the line every day, but like, I mean, you're we've, probably we've still seen got, a couple you know, of the a, genetic a egg in front of you. Yeah, unless you're fucking Rich Piana or a friend of Rich Piana. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I think we can all agree that, like, at a BMI of forty plus, like, if you, like, listen, you have to be a genetic grass. freak or on all the steroids. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the thing is, if you're on all the steroids. You're probably more susceptible because you fucked your immune system. Possible. Oh yeah, possible. They, 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 and that's why you see most bodybuilders they, they blow out their kidneys from the steroids. They do. Yeah. And if you see anyone on that stage who tells you that they're they're that's that's placed fifth or above that tells you they're not on steroids, you can call them full of shit to their face. Yeah. Because if they're not on test, they're on trend. <laughs> if they're not on bad, they're on terrible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing about it is, I mean, all that aside, you can take steroids safely, but that one again, that falls to you have to do it with your doctor. Period. Yeah. But steroids can oh, be very these, safe, but no, again, these, these fuckers are making they, they, no, no these, these guys are taking like not, bull no. testosterone and yeah. crazy shit from fucking uh Mexico. You know, I bet the, I know I know I know where they're getting it from. This circles us all the way back to the beginning. They're getting it from yeah. uh, Brazilian bathtub by Keffels. It could be, could be, oh, but no, I thought Keffels are, was only making estrogen. There are guys that make it in trailers, like we, we, we it, it's oh, Breaking Bad style, like it's just, oh yeah. 
Woo! It's the version of meth. Like it's yeah. Oh, uh, I'm getting some bath salt vibes already. Oh my. Making well, some shake and bake testosterone. Oh goodness. And it's usually the twenty something kids that, you know, that are that are taking it because you have these Instagram influencers that are telling them about the steroids that they're on. And I, I see it all the time. <laughs> you you see you oh, see geez. it constantly. It's like, really so, listen, if you're gonna juice, be fucking safe. For real. There are safe ways to fucking so, juice. There are safe ways to illicitly juice. Be fucking safe. Don't be fucking stupid. The funniest so fucking they, thing. They're usually was stupid. Seeing people, the funniest thing was seeing people who tried to use steroids playing lacrosse. It doesn't fucking work. Because they go to the gym and they roid out. And they come on the field and they're gassed from the start. They can't fucking run for shit. The problem, the problem with, with it is, is you'll build muscle no matter what. So it, they, there's no adherence no. to form. They don't, they don't create their protocols or their, their, uh, their templates properly. They'll just go in and they'll, I'll train arms. I can train it four days in a row. Like, no, no it's, rest. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've, I get in these arguments all the time. It's, I usually I usually get these players washed out in camp. Like I just no, you're you're not staying. <laughs> Good. And you can tell you the ones that are juicing. Oh, I'm sure. You you can tell the ones that are juicing. Their muscles take on a distinct, almost like bubbly. They're. Yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say balloon because that's more synthol. But when they they inject the oil into there, yeah, that's 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 a whole other kettle of fish. Oh yeah, that's. But. I think we've talked that's about that good. once or twice on the show. I think. Oh God! But it's a that's a I fucking think, horror show. Oh my God! They, no, they that, look like fucking balloon animals. It, it's they, they just do. Weird. They do. They look like cartoon yeah. people. I don't. I don't know how anyone does that and thinks it, look, it looks natural. Like, like, listen, it, 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 please juice instead. Don't don't fucking put oil into your in in between your muscles. At, at least juice and actually do the fucking work, please. Please, for the for all the fuck. Yeah, don't look if you're, like if you're going doctors. to. Oh man, boy, we've gotten down a weird okay. path here. But so, and uh, we are well, running a little late. So, Craig, I'll uh, I'll finish with one you might yeah. want to hear. You probably did hear about okay. this one, but um, I, I, as I like to uh, close us out with happy news, we will do so again. So there was some real ugly shit coming out a few days ago about something that happened at BYU uh, Duke volleyball game. Oh, yeah, I heard about this news. Uh Oh, yes. Yeah, there was somebody that was uh, shouting out awful, awful things. (laughs) Oh, naughty, mean things. Well, it it turns out that that's... Justine Smollett. (laughs) Completely wrong, actually. It was just somebody yelling to the the mascot. And so uh, it was all a complete load of garbage. So uh, uh, long and short, I'll just read off Andy No's tweet here because it's a really excellent way to... Summarize, a deep investigation into the viral BYU-Duke volleyball racism hoax that created a panic confirms it never happened. Investigators reviewed all camera footage, interviewed dozens of witnesses, event security staff, and fans. Man was wrongly blamed and banned. Period. Uh. Well, wasn't uh, there... there uh, um, wasn't it... Didn't it come to light that... The mother of the girl was running for some kind of public office. Mm, you don't say. <laughs> How conveniently timed. Yeah. Yeah. And so this happens right as she's on her campaign. But hmm. this has basically probably killed her career. 
As you know what? I bet you she still tries to use that to win. I bet you it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... They reinstated the guy, though. I did I did see tweets that they had reinstated the guy because the of the investigation. <sighs> that found him innocent. So. Excellent. And I have one other happy bit of news. Uh, finally, looks like some people are uh, taking the fight to the uh, to the enemy, as it were. So I'll just put this one in the uh, chat here for you guys to see because it's fucking hilarious. And that is an advertisement uh, from the Pittsburgh <laughs> oh, Tribune. I saw that this morning. And this is this is so good. <laughs> I'll just read it to you because it takes up half of the page. Thank and you, John. Chef's kiss. So, thank you, John Fetterman, for having the courage to abolish girls' sports and let men take what is rightfully theirs. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you do it, guys. That's how you do it. Paid for by the Citizens for Sanity. Forsanity.org. Oh, and I think that's a pretty good way to close out the night. So uh, everybody stay sane. Uh, you can find my man Craig here at CraigBob99 everywhere. Uh, you can find Liz at that alabastered on uh, Twitter. Anywhere else? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, the alabaster is basically an old roller derby moniker. So that's that's why I let, I let it hang around. <laughs> oh. That was my character and, when I still uh, played the sport. Everyone who listens, don't forget to go and annoy Jeremy. Get him to... Uh... So, uh, uh, have us sell our souls to coffee I would, brand coffee. I would love to shill coffee brand coffee, but I don't feel that it would be right for me to do so. You know, being such a fan of stocking milk coffee, mm. I, I couldn't, in all rightfulness, uh, do that, you know. But I am uh, going to say as well, signing off here, I'm Evan, at that fake guy Dan everywhere except Facebook, because uh, cyborg lizards are fucking weird. And I've got one last breaking bit of really good news. Pierre Polivier is the winner of the federal conservative leadership race. So Canada's got an interesting leader coming up. So you Canucks mm-hmm. listening there, spread the word for your man, Polivier. He's, uh, he's got promise. He's no Mad Max, but he'll do. But he'll do. So anybody listening still, you all uh, be well, be safe, and we'll talk to you again soon.